selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This week on the program, did Donald Pleasance actually kill that cat on set or what? It's You Only Live Twice. I'm Andrew Jupin. A Stephen Shadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. And we hate movies.
everyone. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Welcome to uh, week one of Sean Gone Month here on the on the show. Uh, Have we settled on that? Month. Is that? Is that official? Sean Gone. It was a name you came up with, actually, Eric, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> the uh-huh. unofficial right. next few weeks here on the show are Sean Gone Month. We're doing I, all Connery movies because that fucker bit the big one last year. I did not know I came up with that. This this legitimately feels like um, you know I was hanging a clock radio and hit my head on the toilet. <laughs> I want to say it was... Uh, isn't it at the end of the um, Double Team episode? Oh, I think probably. that's possible. You suggested it, yeah. But here which, we are. Which, which one did you end the drunkest on? Oh, <laughs> just that, uh, that will probably uh, help us. That'll like follow our nose kind of yeah, thing here. I said it on every episode. Turns out. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, but, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, Sean, I'm Sean long Connery. gone. <laughs> Sean, Sean Connery, complicated legacy, but still uh, uh, great on screen. Exactly, Absolutely. that's the way to put it. You know, Absolutely. it's just. Uh, and uh, speaking of a complicated legacy, this film, huh? <laughs> totally. So this is You Only Live Twice from 1967. It's directed by Lewis Gilbert. This was one of three Bond movies that he would go on to direct. He came back when Raj was around. He did uh, The Spy Who Loved Me and Mo- Moonraker. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I could see Moonraker from this. Moonraker is one yep. of my like yep. cheesy favorites with these. I, I I think it's the only Roger I like have seen more than once. Honestly, it's the one where he actually gets into space. Yeah, it's nice. Well, we're Unlike a little this bit one. into space, and this little bit into space. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, James Bond literally goes oh, into space. <laughs> him himself, yes, that's fair. But he he's yes. grace in it here. He's he's close. It's just about there. Yeah. Um, but before we get too far ahead, a few days from now, we are going to be hanging out on the internet. Uh, this Friday, as it is, we have our uh, right. uh, Rambo Last Blood live virtual show. April and- 9th at 9 p.m. in 2021. If you're listening to this in the future, just go about your day. No, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Exactly. It's, just, it's just this Friday. This yeah, Friday. Yeah, this Friday. <laughs> yeah. No, yes. It, April 9th, 2021, of course. And the good news is, if it's the future, that episode is gone forever because this thing's only going to be available for about a week after that. It goes not about a week, exactly one week after that. You can't download it. It's it's nowheresville. So yes. that's why I want to let you know. Yes, much like Rocky or all of Rocky Balboa's loved ones, they're gone. It's gone forever. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, onlocationlive.com/whm. I think takes you there, or just go to whm podcast. Dot com might be easier that way. All the links pop up, and you'll be good to go to snag some tickets for fun. it's gonna be an exciting show. VHS trailer game, etc. You'll you can see it rigged live. Uh, come out and see me. Come and see me. I'll be out. Of here. No, I don't sound anything like Sylvester Stallone. I just sound like a mumble mouth. He is like, huh, I don't know. It's mandatory subtitles when you're watching Last Blood. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah. Uh, but yes again on locationlive.com slash whm or just head over to our own show website which is of course whmpodcast.com find that ticketing information this friday april the 9th 9 p.m eastern time in the year of our lord 2021 uh we're gonna be talking about a pretty great jason Voorhees movie it turns out Hmm. uh anyway so here we are. You only live twice. Yeah, we're starting in space. Mm-hmm. We're talking about unidentified UFOs. Yes, but mm-hmm. can I can I ask you something about it a little earlier? Now I don't remember. Also, Chris, because I was drunk on that one too. The sure. Goldfinger episode on our Patreon uh, coming yeah. out. 
Did I mention that Bond wearing this little hat in the in the gun no, barrel? You didn't either, and I, neither did I, because it's in my notes both, and we need to talk about it. Yeah, the hat is really the something. Little, the little hat. Let's talk about the oh, little his hat. hat. Yeah, yeah the hat. his little hat. I don't uh, know. It, it, it might rain later, but I still have to murder someone. It's Look, weird. I don't be- remember. Uh, I don't remember which movie it was, but like for for Goldfinger. It's not him, and it, it wasn't him up until like a certain point, and then they were like, oh, maybe we should just get Bond to do this. Um, I think he's Bond in, in You Only Live Twice in the Little Gun Barrel, but Goldfinger, definitely just some dude in a hat. Look, I'm going to be honest with you here. I, I, the toupee's a little untamed today. I've had, all my experts have tried, but I think it's a hat. I think we got to go hat today. I, I, <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's a no-go on my toupee. We're going to have to hat it up. My team says no. <laughs> my team? Oh, my God. How many people are on that team, Chris, you think? Ooh. I'm thinking at least four people are working on that alone. I don't know about the whole look. I think you're going out to maybe like a, a suicide squad of like Baker's dozen there. <laughs> okay, so you didn't have the little hat for me, so my team they they molded my toupee to look like a hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, if you got like really close up to that hat, it's actually just a bunch of wispy hair all weaved <laughs> together. Yeah, get it get works. Donald Trump's guy. Get Donald Trump's guy to make a grand fucking like house on your head. Yeah, the best in the business. I always love that he the, the gag was like, it's not a toupee. It just looks like shit. It's like, <laughs> well, you know, dude, I, you, you fool me twice, dude. It doesn't matter. It looks like shit. Imagine if he got to fight. And now I'm just talking about Goldfinger again. If he got to fight Odd Job with like a wispy hat, like a, a hat of hair, like, tossing think, that back I, and forth. I don't think anybody would take him seriously. Yeah, but that's but that would give him the advantage, the surprise, because it's like, oh, what's this weird <laughs> Scottish rube tossing a clump of hair at me? No, yeah, I like, just meant the audience in general. Like, look at this fucking disgusting guy <laughs> fighting people. <laughs> disgusting guy fighting people. That's a movie. <laughs> that's James Bond in general. He's a disgusting guy that fights people. Yeah. His not face, physically. Not physically. Well, his, not whole, disgusting. his whole face should be a cold sore or something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me and my harpies are going to fucking kick your ass. I, I know. Don't touch my face. That it, it flames it. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, this opening I, I will say this opening I wasn't super thrilled with this one to be honest this was my first time through last night and uh-huh. it just was really soggy for the most part and a lot of highlights for sure plenty of highlights and I think the opening is definitely one of them I was kind of expecting Terrence Stamp to fly by and fucking crush the ship <laughs> Superman 2 style man I mean, it's I'm happy weird. somebody gets like Tim Robbins very early on this. I like that. Tim Robbins in Mission <laughs> oh. to Mars. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> no, very nice. Gra- this dude gets gravityed, man. He's, he's oh, floating yeah. out there with, group, with Clooney. <laughs> it's, that's honestly, I, I tell you right now, like, I know that I will never, ever in my life go to space. Yet, mm-hmm. the thought of being untethered and just floating until I die in space terrifies me. It's like one of my greatest fears, and I know it's totally illogical, but like, and even watching this silly James Bond movie last night, I was like, oh my fucking God. Oh my God, he's well, going into the never. It's it's a top five horrible death for sure. Is it? I mean, it's got number one, great view. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you got to see, look on the bright side. <laughs> sure. And then when, I guess when if you're you're you turned the right way, it's a good view. I, I don't mean, know. You could, you could, you could figure that out. Probably you could. Turn I guess you got plenty maybe. of time to juggle around. Yeah. So I, no, number two, you you lose oxygen, right? That's really how you go. And is that bad? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's bad, but is it is it is it is my lungs screaming for air or is it like going to like a little nap i don't know I, see but I it's can't... not here's the thing it's not how it feels to die dude it's those like however long it takes to get to death where right. all you're doing while. is you're just thinking about like well i'm just floating in space my body will never be recovered you know well, if i'm lucky the tra- the trajectory of my corpse the aliens maybe someday could find you the aliens oh aliens you? sure don't count on aliens, but like I, <laughs> I can see like being overwhelmed by like the celestial majesty and everything. Oh, but absolutely. The, the, the problem is, is I'm going to die of shock immediately. Like <laughs> this is like the, like always. Like you always have to forget that shock actually right. exists in the you, real world. You, get you would like die immediately. Fifteen heart attacks at once, knowing yeah. what your fate's going to be. Yeah. My, You're my, th- my thing is the boredom of it, though. Like on you know, like I don't like going <laughs> to. Yeah, I do. Take out a pack of cards while you're flying. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just, you know, I don't even like going to the grocery store if I've got, unless I've got like two, a podcast and a backup podcast. Uh, uh, you know what uh, I mean? A, a man scared of horror <laughs> movies until he was 25 years old. <laughs> he thinks he's going to live through a fucking space disaster because he's bored by it. Good, good, Steve. <laughs> just like fucking the next day, I'm like, I guess I'll give Marin another try. Christ. Yep, had uh, 38 heart attacks yesterday up there in space. Uh, but no biggie here for Steve Sadak, bravest man in the world. <laughs> yeah, I guess there are better ways to die. Yeah, sure. sure. There's Maybe. drowning. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just better? saying. I don't know. Good view down there, too, right? You get some weird fish. I guess, but <laughs> in all likelihood, it's getting dustied up. You're not getting a clear view. Well, yeah. yeah, or I mean, you are getting a clear view, but there's no fish because it's at like a public pool or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. You're getting ah. drowned by someone else in a public <laughs> pool. That's had to have happened to people. Oh, absolutely, Of course man. it has. Oh, can yeah. we tell their stories on film? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love that, you know, it's just, it, you know, it's uh, some Americans. Uh, one guy goes off for like a kind of a, a space ride there. He's tethered to the ship. And then this other ship pac-man's it which is pretty awesome russian intrigue oh man it is totally great and like the ship closes around i mean like this thing is just gone and that's the other part too right so the one it's terrifying for both of these guys the one guy just floating untethered in space for eternity that sucks this other dude until like eventually he's you know this we learn it later doesn't matter but like rockets back down and lands in in japan and everything and he realizes that like indeed these are just people that kidnapped him and not fucking aliens because that's the other thing right yes that guy that entire time is like <laughs> i have been abducted by aliens <laughs> yeah yeah they were the radio was like unidentified flying object right behind you Yep, I, uh, yep. I I I honestly thought I was about to be digested. Uh, <laughs> that's what I, my brain went to. Honestly, I went to a mouth <laughs> of a kind. So, like, we cut to <clears throat> this. Uh, I get it's not the United Nations; it's some sort of like world powers headquarters, I guess. And it's like the U.S. and the USSR fighting over who fucking stole the ship. Like the U.S. is like 
you Russian bastards totally stole our spaceship. And then the UK is right in the middle like, now hold on a second there, old boy. We don't quite believe that our Russian friends over here may have stolen your spaceship. What reason would they have to do that? Yes. And America's yes. sitting there like, the space race? Yes, as famously reasonable people <laughs> in England. Yes, oh, you barbarians in the United States of the USSR. <laughs> Unlike us here, beautiful Brits who have never conquered anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, settle, uh, settle down you two animals uh, the streets of london are paved in blood mm-hmm. i mean all streets are paved in blood for sure oh, yeah but totally. yeah i mean it's just I mean, and obviously americans are pigs in the ussr and uh and and now russians are pigs too it's just a touch rich from the british to sit there with their fucking tea kettle and be like mm, quite but it's kind of funny, dude, because like this UK representative here, this ambassador or whatever, is like, but uh, the way we see it, we're also suspecting some other people we hate quite a bit. The Japanese may be involved. <laughs> yeah, because and, uh, uh, and they're like, well, I guess Britain's going to have to solve this one again. Totally. Our man in Hong Kong is working on it right now, they say. Uh, cut to what I think is the absolute most reprehensible first line James Bond it's, has in the yes. movie. It's, Holy shit. It's bad, Why man. do Chinese girls taste different from all other girls? Uh, and it's it, just like, god damn. On one, like, I almost with this movie want to be like, it's kind of at least cool to be like that we can... Uh, that like we can show a white man kissing an Asian woman, you know what I mean? I want I want to get there, but it's so gross every step of the way that you can't get anywhere well, fucking near it. Well, when you you say that line, and then immediately like, and then there's a line about like, oh, I'm Peking duck. Oh, yeah, he's just like, like, oh, you know, and she's like, oh, I, I just think that that's something. And she says something like, you know, that's just something Americans feel like, well, I like everything. I like Russian caviar and Peking duck, <laughs> and it's like, dude, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah, uh, the, uh, and thankfully he's murdered pretty quickly. Which I do good. just want to say really quickly, the actress here is uh, Sai Chin, who uh, big uh, actor in China. She also I don't know if you guys saw this movie. It was a very like tiny footprint last year. She's the titular grandma in the totally great film Lucky Grandma. It's this it's this awesome oh. movie that came out last year where she plays this woman uh, like a Chinatown New York City grandma is who it like a goes. Great- Granny shagger type of thing. I'm just trying to it's, call the plot before you know. I haven't seen it, so no, no granny shagging of any kind. But she goes to a casino like on a bus trip, and on the way back, like she's sitting next to a dude who's got like a fuck ton of money with him, and the guy dies, and she takes the bag of money, and then like gangsters are after her. Oh, totally, cool. de- totally fun. delightful movie, and she's fucking awesome in it. And when I was she's looking a- at the IMDb, I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> I mean, she's had a pretty she good career also here. Big career. She's also bit role in Casino Royale, yeah. the uh, Daniel Craig one. Not That's playing cool. this character. No. Anyway, okay. sorry about that. He is indeed shot to death because she fucking flips this Murphy bed. It's a goofy Dick Van Dyke thing. It's a Murphy bed massacre, man. Murphy bed <laughs> massacre is a movie that I'm going to pitch right now. Oh, so yeah, good. dude. Dude, it's kind of like Deathbed the Bed That Eats, but it's just a Murphy bed. <laughs> well, we can combine like a lucky grandma trying to shag into that movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. They could eat grandmas <laughs> that try to shed. Uh-huh. I uh, I kind of always wanted a Murphy bed, honestly. I always thought it was going to be cool. Like you know, declutter. Like, 
Yeah, not even that. Just, it's, uh, my, I can fold my bed up. That's kind of yeah, fun. That's not a declutter thing. That's a delife thing. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm separating myself from life. Therefore, I, I get I, a Murphy bed. I could see it now. Like, your mom's like, Stephen, make your bed. And you're like, just flip it up into the wall. <laughs> yep, exactly. exactly. None's the wiser. Yeah, you have to be an Eddie Valiant type. Like, you have to be literally like, I'm talking to cartoons all day and they're paying me. I think Eddie Valiant had a lot to do with this, Chris. You're, I, you're right. I bet. Well, Steve. You might be in luck, though, dude, because I don't remember where it was. There's always a lot of HGTV onto this house and whatnot. At, at some point, or maybe it was something I saw on Instagram or whatever, I think maybe they're sort of making a comeback. <laughs> Ooh. I think there's now, like, you know, these, like, modern furniture stores yeah. that are, like, we'll build you this, like, swank as fuck, sort of almost like an entertainment center type thing. <laughs> And and a Murphy bed is a part of it, like for like apartment living and stuff. So you could, I think, invest in a new Murphy bed. Oh, <laughs> look at this! You can live out your dreams. <laughs> Finally, of living like of living like Eddie Valiant. <laughs> hey, did you ever want to look destitute? <laughs> did you ever want to throw your life in the garbage? Come yeah. down to Murphy's Murphy's beds. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a, buy a Murphy bed and then put a, a rock and a glass of scotch and drink it, and I'll be like, yes, I am living my best life. Well, my whiskey rock has been sitting outside in the cold winter air all day. Now it can come in and chill my glass. We'll, we'll install it for free. All you have to do is give us your license and your passport, which you won't need anymore because you've given up on life. <laughs> you know what, dude? I hope the Murphy bed people, all of our great listeners who have Murphy beds, yeah. which I imagine uh, number most. in the hundreds. Yeah, uh, most, yeah, most for sure. I want them to come after you, you piece of shit, you anti-Murphy bed piece of shit. <laughs> I'm sure they're all calling their kids Eddie Valley and Jones or whatever the fuck. <laughs> uh, I, I love the two guys that run in and like pull the bed down and uh, totally dead. And uh, <laughs> the one guy goes, at least he died on the job. And then uh, the other guy's like, he would have wanted to go out that way or something like that. Like, he, like, yeah, we know that this guy wanted to die fucking. Exactly. On the job, in quotation marks. That's not the <laughs> yeah. job, sir. Uh, yeah, uh, on the fucking rim job. And I mean, then from, from here we go to what? Immediately the Osama bin Laden funeral they give him? <laughs> yep. Yes, that's the, the, the thing you see after the opening credits. Got to point out, though, Nancy Sinatra is singing You Only Live Twice. Ooh, it's a great little uh, earworm. My favorite of the Bond themes, I think. It it's might, it, it might honestly be like I think I actually listen to the song when it's not when I'm not even like, like I don't think I listen to any of the other Bond songs when I'm just like hanging out or like in a but mix or anything like that. But this, I have listened one? to this one. I have this one. You're walking around listening to. Yes, I have. I think it was like in Mad Men or something, and it just like got me addicted to it again. I gotta say, man, I felt because it's my first time watching it last night, and. It's one of those things where you realize that your life is fucking ruined because I fucking I was like, oh, man, it's the Robbie Williams song. Right, guys? <laughs> Millennium. <laughs> right. Nobody what? else. Robbie Williams. I remember this music video. He was dressed kind of like Bond, right? Yes. Or... And this is he. they sampled it. Oh, really? Yes. Because when I, I heard that, I was like, oh, fuck. It's the Millennium song again. Is I that... can't believe you are admitting publicly to knowing that Millennium song, Steve, because as you know, it is against the law for United oh, States shit. citizens to listen to Robbie Williams. <laughs> yes. Also, is the... that the one where he turns into a, a part of the Skeleton League? 
I can't remember the video that I no, I think it was more champagne and such. Maybe okay. he's wearing a skeleton. I'm not sure, but it's There's just one you where know. he's like ripping off his skin and like <laughs> ripping off his flesh and then he turns it to a skeleton man. Oh no, that's <laughs> just you listening to his music. Yeah, I mean I was rending my flesh, but yes, but I thought he did it too. But yeah, it's, also, it's, a, it's a banger of a song. But yeah, it's one of those things where like when you hear the bad sample first, like ooh, I can never, yeah. I can never get that back. Sadly, you know what I mean. <sighs> yeah. That sucks, man. Um, also, a weird detail in the credits that I totally forgot about: screenplay by Roald Dahl. Yeah, pretty Are weird you? there. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, as Eric mentioned, uh, we cut to this Osama bin Laden at sea funeral. We first see this hilarious newspaper headline. It's a picture of Bond, and it just goes, British naval commander murdered. <laughs> I didn't know he was part of the Navy. He's, he's yeah, not. he's co- c- Commander Bond, dude. Yes, he absolutely yeah, is. Really? But yeah. isn't yeah. this a U.S. ship that he's on? I, I no, didn't look at the registry. I don't it's, know. I and, thought and the uniforms look. No, it's M who's in the in the ship. Oh, okay. Well, M's in the submarine once because they they basically, and this is like just seems like there's a better way to do this. You can have a burial at sea for James Bond, uh-huh. but you just put a bunch of bo- rocks in a bag and call that James Bond, while James Bond does whatever else he does with a fake mustache on. <laughs> this like fucking David Blaine stunt they pull. With he is in the sack and he's got yeah. air, air in there. It's like this thing could go really well, wrong really quickly. I, I know it's a James Bond movie and like who cares what's happening. But like when they they open the seal of the submarine underwater <laughs> to get Jan- that you mean you kill everybody, including James Bond again to do this maneuver. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, no, no. The water doesn't get in there because of uh, the door. Uh, there's another I, door there, that's invisible. There's, 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 yeah, there's got to be some sort of filtration thing, Kevin. They're just not fucking killing people. I, they're Man. not opening the fucking submarine door underwater. That's why they go up to do it. It's a. It's actually a Polish ship, so it's a street. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, Smart I, could, I could say that with my last name. <laughs> I think. I mean, the thing that's important here, because at, at the time of this recording, we've already recorded our Goldfinger episode, and. Mm-hmm. There's a massive jump in the goofiness of these movies between Goldfinger and You Only Live Twice. And yeah. I think so, like, that <laughs> that kind of explains the silliness of this, the silliness of his gyrocopter. Well, I also have a feeling maybe the Roald Dahl screenplay has something to do with this, you know? Yeah, but but for all I know, you know, opening the door in a submarine underwater is an everyday thing, and the yes. sailors are going to tweet at us and bully us <laughs> more than the usual. Please do. I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I think they're all dead. For, for this is all ghost story, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> From uh, here on out, fan theory. Yeah, this is it. This wow. is all. I like it. I this like is. It. Uh, this is really low, Cabin. I death never dream. thought you'd just maybe fucking a death create, dream. You'd create a stupid fan theory. Like I, it's unbelievable. Here, man. Hey, hey, man, it's in vogue. Let's do it. And uh, <laughs> basically, this is the worst way to meet your have a meeting with your boss is after your own funeral, and like you have to do all this shit, and he has to like go talk to M about whatever. And of course, money pennies down there. Like I just, it's a lot really quick. And again, yes, obviously it's much more silly and it's fun, but it's sort of like. I don't know. Like, wouldn't Money Betty be like, why do I have to be on the submarine? Like, you really need me this week. You really yeah. need me. Can I just transfer your calls from my office to the submarine? Uh, yeah. Oh, Money Penny, you know that uh, your no dating policy is strictly upheld by M. 
It's like, <laughs> you cannot go home and have a night to yourself. No, no, no. You have to be alone and lust after me every night. It's, well, it's, and I think it's another, like, fun thing of just, sure. like, winking to the rest of these movies because there is, you know, there's always this scene, right? It's There's always the scene of Bond in these in these connery ones specifically right like yeah he's always going to the office he's always throwing the fucking hat right and that's why i love in this one he throws the the sailor hat instead of his commander's hat instead of his usual you know goofy little 1960s man right, hat. yeah the little i think i, I mean it would have been less silly if he just went to the office in london again or something but i but i get it yeah. we're changing it up and also this yeah. it, it's we should say that this is the movie where one of the first movie where he's but uh, Connery was really trying to get out of this when he was like bored and they had to like kind of find like a aside from paying him a shit ton of money, they had to like find ways to kind of excite him to do this one. This is also uh, the one that he was so fucking furious with like the producers that eventually it got to a point on the shoot where like if they were on set, he wouldn't do anything. Let's uh, get let's get a very famous Japanese actor to balance out the books here. <laughs> I do think that also that's that that has to do with why he's kind of out of shape in this one. Like, it's like I'm not fucking. I'm having two steaks for dinner. Like it's it's not he's not like <laughs> fat or anything like that. But it's not like just watching. We watched Goldfinger last week. I watched this this week. It's a marked difference in terms of oh, like. Yeah. Wow. Do you think they were like pumping his stomach on set or something? <laughs> I just feel like he kind of didn't care and was just like, whatever. I'm not gonna work out. You, you would think that uh, girdle technology would get better over the de- years. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it gets worse. You want me not to eat those steaks? Well, too late. You better pump them out of me. <laughs> Which is so funny to then just see him come crawling back two movies later and Diamonds Are Forever. It's like, come on, dude. If you wanted to fucking cut the cord, be a man. Cut that cord. Stop being in these movies if you fucking hate it so much. Mm-hmm. That's um, for you too, Daniel Craig. <laughs> big time, dude. Shit or get off the pot and actually just get off the pot. Right. I, I, yeah. yeah, I agree. So what they, yep. they filmed that that latest Bond movie like seven years ago. Yes. Yes. Seven, seven years ago. <laughs> yes, exactly that. It's coming out in two years from now. Oh, no, they're going to rewrite it again and reshoot oh, it one more time. Damn. And then it's going to come out. They finished yep. producing it in 2015, Eric. I just read. <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking Bond keeps talking about Obama. Yeah. <laughs> um, also to be noted, too, like, yeah, there is a bit of a paunch here. But my goodness, the piece. I mean, the it's, you get a you get a look at the piece. His penis? No, dude, not his fucking Johnson, dude. I'm talking about his fucking head. <laughs> rug. Okay, yeah, 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 the little hat of hair. Yeah, it's just it's really bad in this one. Um, again, so anyway, I yeah. get a technology you would think would get better, like the girdles, but no, there's no solving for X. You just can't do it. It's like when uh. George is trying to get fitted for that wig, and Jerry's like insulting the entire like concept of wig wearing. And then that dude fucking loses his mind on him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think you're being helpful. I think you're being distracting. <laughs> Your friend here is trying to better his life. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> You'll keep oh on turning on fans. <laughs> uh, so they they inform Bond here that that the spacecraft that was stolen. That rocket landed back in Japan somewhere, and Bond has to really fucking hoof it and figure out what's going on because uh, both the the U.S. and the USSR are launching new rockets soon, and they have to get to the bottom of this before that happens because fear of nuclear war, of course. It's, and the stakes. I mean, this is the, I don't mind any of this really, like because it's it, 
the or the beginning is like the stakes are really high. I think the spaceship is really cool. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and and especially like him like kind of faking his death seemingly for no reason, but it's kind of cool. Like you know, it gives him <laughs> it gives me the edge. Everyone thinks I'm dead. Well, you know, you could just like uh, take any other identity. You're a spy. No, no, everyone thinks I'm dead. It's like I. I that's, like spies don't. That's why spies don't use their real name. They don't have to fake their own fucking death, dude. You know, James. We ran the numbers, and uh, this whole faking your death thing very expensive. We'd like to suggest instead of that, you just stop telling people what your real name is. <laughs> James, we had to lay off literally ten people because of this whole thing. Just didn't have the budget anymore because you had to die again. Ten oh, families shit. went hungry because you had to fake your own death. And this whole faking of the death, too, like, like Steve, you're talking about how ridiculous this is for him to be in this Osama bin Laden burial and then go into this fucking submarine. And him getting out of just being shot out of a torpedo tube, it's, it's like, why did he even go there at all? Maybe exactly. M could send a letter. <laughs> I, think the, I think part of it and like the editing is kind of choppy here, so it doesn't entirely work, but I think it's like, they're using the submarine to get him closer to Japan where he actually has to go. And I, th- I guess just their logic is like, well, underwater travel, no one's going to see him as opposed to like, if he was, I don't know, getting on a plane or whatever. I've, I've, Cause I've, alternate scene idea. Mm. I'd like a book ticket to Japan, please. My name is Mr. Lond. There you go. No one knows who I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm Rames Lond and no one is any the wiser. Rames lawn. <laughs> uh, but you know what? That didn't fucking happen because he gets shot out of this torpedo tube hilariously. Uh, and we are in Tokyo. Um, gotta love it, man. I mean, I always appreciate all the on-location filmmaking here. It's really cool seeing Tokyo in the 60s like this. The cinematography um, is gorgeous in this movie. For, oh, yeah. It's for shot, a lot of by, it. shot by the same dude who did Larry of Arabia. When he Ooh. fights the guys on the roof and we get the copter shot of the yes. stuntmen going at it, it's just fucking great. Oh, man, there's uh, so much helicopter uh, copter shots aplenty oof, in this, yep. Eric. Oof, what a yep. picture. <laughs> uh, so we, we get him. He, oh, he goes to this sumo match. That's a, the big thing here because uh, he's told uh, by M that he has to, when he's in Tokyo, he's going to meet up with the head of the Japanese Secret Service. And uh, uh, so he's the password, by the way, is I love you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, you Wait, know... He was talking about a ship. <laughs> yes, uh, 007, you're going to meet a man named Henderson. Now, he's going to smell like piss and booze. Just be <laughs> prepared for it. That's what you don't even have to say the I love you thing. Just smell piss and booze on a man. And that's the man you're contacting. And this initial meeting of the usage of I love you is during a sumo match. And I, it's just great seeing big boys like getting into a shoving bout. It's fucking wow. fantastic. I'd love. Dude, to, this I, was I, a, some intense sumo wrestling here. It man. was. This should be a sport for you know. I mean, I know it is, but like, <laughs> it should be a popular Bigger? one in America. I would watch it. Yeah. I was mean, oh, just dude, like, broadcast. can you imagine some fucking? I mean, Steve. Yes, I cut you off, but your suggestion much better. Broadcast <laughs> Japanese matches do not have some American ass Larry the Cable Guy motherfuckers going at it. I don't need well, to see that shit. You know, it's see the thing is, it's better than MMA because that's so violent and stuff. But if sure. we got like some husky boys shoving in the backyard, <laughs> I, Eric, kinda, I, you know, 
Eric, I think you're onto something here because, you know, everything is in cycles. We've been missing backyard wrestling. Yes. Backyard sumo <laughs> yeah. wrestling. Oh, yep. oh, We've yep. got wow, a bunch dude. of big boys down there. Why yeah. don't you all just try to shove each other outside of a ring made out of Mountain Dew bottles? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> then you shove, <laughs> shove your buddy Terry until the Taco Bell comes back well, that's, up. That, see, that's the difference. I think, like, sumo dudes are like, it's a clean kind of a fat. You know, a lot of, oh, right. a lot yes. of fish, a lot of grain. Grains, a lot of all, a lot of sake, a lot of beer, oh, all that fuck. stuff. I got to get some good fat. It has a, <laughs> as opposed to like some fucking Taco Bell nacho cheese slippery fat, dude. You yeah. Exactly, you're totally right. Because what the what the fuck will we do here in a, in a match like this, right? Like so, like in in sumo, right? One of the ceremonial things is the two competitors uh, toss some rice out onto the platform, like before they start going at it. What the hell are we gonna do? Goddamn nacho fries! Just throw yeah. some nacho fries <laughs> on this fucking terrible country. An appetizer sampler platter. <laughs> yeah, get some mozzarella sticks, some goddamn yeah. loaded potatoes. Those can throw them out there on the floor. Oh, you can slip on a chicken wing and be fucking add a little something to the match. Here, look, look, Hardee's is looking for a way to like avoid bankruptcy for the 78th time. Why don't you fucking get backyard sumo wrestling and just like shove out the old rust roast beef while they're fucking Turn. you know entering the ring? Oh, shove out the old roast beef. Turn every Hardee's into a sumo wrestling arena like yes. maybe, like an outdoor one in the parking lot and that Absolutely. hardy's itself all it does as a function now is to feed the sumo wrestlers <laughs> yes we got get... the meat and we got the fucking sumo wrestling they're yeah. all they're all just like you know how you watch the sumo wrestlers like eat rice with chopsticks you see like them like like just eating curly fries by the handful while they're ready for the match absolutely <laughs> it's a different dude it's different man the smell alone is <laughs> yep. so different it's but, so yep. different you know like like, it's like the hot dog eating contests and stuff like that. It'd sure. be better if they were shoving each other during it. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. Joey Chestnut's just fucking pushing people. Yeah. He's not fucking around. You do get, I do love this Henderson dude and Bond having to like test his wooden leg is really something. Oh, to make sure that's the dude. And yeah. interesting, interesting Bond trivia here. And I will try not to inundate this episode with too much more of this. Henderson played by Charles Gray, who's a dude uh, who, one, he was he's in uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, the movie, which is funny. But Oh, it's he, that guy, yes, okay. Yeah, the criminologist, yeah. Yes. Um, he also, he goes on, because Blofeld is the villain in this movie, played incredibly by Donald Pleasance. He goes on yeah. later to play, to play uh, Blofeld in a different movie. Oh, really? Wow. So which one? I, I, for, I forgot that, and when he comes on screen here, I was like, Fucking Blofeld, Henderson, what? <laughs> Diamonds are forever. Was... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Wow. A lot of people have played Blofeld because what after this movie is on on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. Yep. That's Telly Savalas doing it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great performance by him in that. I actually really like that movie. I mentioned it on our Goldfinger episode as well. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so he meets Henderson. Yeah, I love the he takes the cane and whacks that wooden leg. Kind of great. And it's a nice, this is a little bit of interesting, like, characterization for this Henderson guy, like, who's not in this movie long at all. But, like, it's one of those Bond being like, why the fuck are you living in Japan? And he's just, like, one of those dudes that was there during World War II and, like, kind of just decided to set up a life for himself. Well, yeah. you, you see, 007, you can become an old drunk here, and they don't, <laughs> they don't try to put you into rehab or anything. They just let you drink. 
<laughs> oh, I'm just trying to avoid child support, 007. Yes, quite. It was either Japan or literally anywhere other than England. Hmm, quite. <laughs> yes, gave them the 23 skidoo, which coincidentally is probably the age of my son by now. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't know. Wow, I never thought about that. Leave the country entirely to avoid child support. Interesting proposal, <laughs> Henderson. Because you uh, know... You know he's got a lot of illegitimate kids all over oh, the place. You know he's probably like showing up and like killing them in the cradle or something, like sneaking oh, in at shit. night. Oh shit! That's why it's so surprising that James Bond Junior. made it. Yeah, actually, Bond, what I do is I, I drain all my bank accounts because you know there can't be alimony if there's al no money. <laughs> <laughs> you know if that was if that was said. With like uh, some sort of American accent and not an English accent, that's a Jeff Foxworthy joke. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm Jeff, I'm, I'm I'm for hire. Go ahead. Get in contact with my people. Um, before he's almost immediately assassinated, Henderson tells Bond that he has to meet uh, the head of the Japanese Secret Service, whose name he gives him is Tiger Tanaka. And then it's like the dude stops mid sentence, and Bond is like, oh. Oh, I've seen this before. It goes up and like, yep, knife right through the back. Those darn paper doors, man. That's you're getting knifed through these things. It's pretty. It's a, it's a cool way to kill this guy because he's like, you know, actually, I know quite a bit about your next adventure. I can solve the whole thing in the next set. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he like doesn't even really react to being stabbed in the back. He's just like, my soul has left the body. Goodbye. My last totally. words are like, ow, stop it. <laughs> He just shuts off like a robot. <laughs> he really awesome. does. <laughs> uh, they uh, so they uh, pulled the switch off, old boy. <laughs> Bond fucking makes this assassin eat shit, though, and then dresses up like him yes, and goes back with, out. With the COVID mask that he was wearing or whatever. Yes, totally. Uh, and he pretends like he was injured or whatever and just gets in the car because there's like... This other heavy who's the driver just, you know, waiting for him or whatever. It's so he gets in the car, like, pretending to be this assassin. It's great because he, like, he, like, like, kind of, you know, stumbles into the car and he lays down. And later he's like, carry me. You know what I mean? Like, this guy <laughs> yeah, totally. has to carry him up to the office, too. Like, I mean, like, uh, it just, you, you should, it should have been like, a, why, why not go to a hospital at that point? Oh, my tum-tum hurts so much. Would you put me in your arms, please? <laughs> oh, please, my tum-tum hurts so much. Too much Hardee's. <laughs> I, I went watching the old sumo matches at Hardee's, and I filled up on roast beef. I'll take Hardee's shaken, not stirred. <laughs> oh, yes. They were serving their uh, newest thing. It is, a, oh, God, a deep-fried raviolis. It's very bad. Oh. <laughs> Oh man, I have Hardee's never, should not venture into Italian food. I've never kind. seen a Hardee's in the wild, personally. I, I there was, um, have. I think there's some in yeah. Pennsylvania, maybe. Okay, there was one in our hometown that uh, it was around for a while, and then it turned into a Chinese buffet. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, now I think has since been demolished altogether. <laughs> We've recently talked about blimpies and stuff, and and Steve, you were like, "Where, where is anyone seeing a blimpies?" And I found two in Jersey City. So let me see if there's any Hardies in your fucking town. <laughs> like literally, lit, look look outside your window. There's a blimpies probably. Steve, imagine if there were also two Hardies in Jersey City that you didn't know about. Oh, uh, I'd throw up. <laughs> I mean, it might be, 
I feel like Hardy's also gets kind of uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken Taco Bell kind of a situation. You know what oh, I mean? Like, like the combos. Yeah, yeah, like one of those. Sorry, so yeah, oh, like no, it's a Hardy's and a KFC. Yeah, no or, lo- or a Hardy's and a whatever. No right. locations in Jersey City. Mm. Uh, That's a tragedy. I, That's a fucking tragedy. I, I oh, bet you man. it's just not listed. I bet you like Jersey City does seem like a, a land of lost franchises. Like there's still <laughs> Long John Silver's there. There's <laughs> yeah. a Ponderosa down the road. You, you got to know the passcode to get in. <laughs> um, I do love like when the dude puts him down on the couch. Like he opens his eyes like surprise and just starts fighting this guy. Uh, you, you said this guy was the, the Rock's grandfather. Did I get that right? Yes, this is this is High Chief Peter Mayavia himself. Um, just playing this nameless Ooh. stuntman in this movie it's, was his only uh, movie he was ever in. It's a pretty wow. cool fight. It's a furniture fight. We're throwing chairs and tables at each other, and like, dude, he is full on lounge couches. <laughs> Bond is hitting this man with a couch. <laughs> yep, like a I whole like, couch. I, I am really into furniture fights. Like the the haywire <laughs> Fassbender, uh, yep. uh, that thou who shall not be named, terrible person uh, in haywire. Uh, that I thought was great, and there was a lot mm-hmm. of uh, uh, fr- a lot of uh, furniture fighting in that as well. So Hardy's update. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank <ooh>. you. <laughs> I searched for my the nearest Hardy's near me, and Google's like, would you prefer Roy Rogers or Burger King? <laughs> <laughs> But are you but sure you want Hardee's? You don't, Pen- right? Pennsylvania and Delaware seems to be rotten with them. Got it. You know, those are probably mm. a lot of uh, what do you call it? Their uh, road stop. Yes. The, yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, rest stops. Uh, rest stops. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Take that's piss, definitely where you want to be. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely where you want to be eating Hardee's as a rest stop. <laughs> So when you're on the road again for another 20 minutes and you get fucking diarrhea. Hey, hey Eric, t- let me know what's going on with Boston Market. Okay. <laughs> no, do, no, do, not. Do, do not. Dude. This there's a Boston, this there's a, I know that there's a Boston Market in Chelsea. It's on 23rd Street. And as of, uh, oh, when the fuck? Uh, so like around Valentine's Day, that Boston Market on 23rd Street is still in business. See, Eric, you didn't even look it up. Andrew's got the information well, right here. I, you know what? Well, because he jumped in. He was correct. But um, I know that Boston Market's still around because I see one all the fucking time in Fishkill, New York. Oh. When I'm oh, driving around doing my business. Looking for Hardee's. <laughs> it's not Boston over, it's... Market is everywhere, Chris. Oh, there's Boston it? Market by you. There's, I don't know if there is one near There's me. I haven't by, seen by one you. near me. Where is it? There's, I'm at your house. You're not at this my... Is, what are, <laughs> hi, Eric. Hi, Eric, get out of my driveway. Answer the phone. I'm calling you from your house. <laughs> <laughs> so Bond goes to Tiger Tanaka's hideout. You know, he beats the shit out of uh, Peter Maivia. There is a weird, like, he's so winded from this fight, he has to pound vodka really quickly, and he's like, bah! Siamese vodka. Bruh. I do love like, this. So- this. This was sort of like your Murphy bed discussion that the way that this bar opens up, it's like a whole appliance. It's yes, like I whole, like that. It's like a whole room that is this little bar. It's awesome. Man, some good bar furniture like that for the old ho- the old homestead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a sideboard, a legitimate sideboard. Imagine this. You pull up, <laughs> yes. you, you open up this the giant doors and it reveals uh, your own private Hardee's. <laughs> oh, man. It's like Richie Rich, but gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't sell that house. You cannot sell that house. <laughs> 
Well, it's beautiful and the price is right, but it definitely had a Hardee's in here at some uh, point. I, I, cannot, I cannot get that smell. Uh, hi, I'm Cashy Cash. I'd like a Hardee's in my new home, please. Cashy Cash? I mean, I like the open floor plan. Uh, the kitchen needs a little update for sure. I think the Hardee's I think we can get rid of, right? Uh, no, no, the- it has to have a Hardee's. It has to have my daddy, Bucks Cash, will really need it. Bucks. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, when we started house hunting, what did I tell you my three things were, right? An open kitchen, a redone uh, converted basement, and it has to have a Hardee's in it. Look, and this house has all three. I, I, I scrapped the Sparrow, okay? I let that go. I wanted the Sparrow, <laughs> too, but I let that go. Derek and Sarah are looking for a new house that's not too far away from downtown. They also need a couple of things in the house for them to take it. On their dream wish list, a backyard pool for the kids to swim and have fun in the summer, and a Hardee's in the basement to make everything smell like shit. Derek wants a Derek wants a Hardee's in the house, and Sarah wants to divorce him. <laughs> I think the comp, yeah, the compromise is Hardy's. He kept, he wanted a whole mall food court in his house, <laughs> yeah. which That's honestly, you know, going through the pandemic, hopefully it's over eventually. But um, I kind of want, like, if I could just attach a mall to this, this my my little apartment, and it, like walk mm-hmm. around a mall. Very all, good. All, pretty, all, pretty great, dude. All all I want to do is eat like lonely George Lucas noodles. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I want to do with yeah, my life dude. now. So just let me do it. A stranger in a sit, crowd. Yep. Just like sit in a food court, quietly eat some Panda Express, a fucking flat, kind of too warm diet Coke. Like, yep. A good mall mm-hmm. food court meal. Yeah. Qu- the syrups run out of the Coke a little bit, so it's mostly <laughs> yeah. just fuzzy water. Just quietly yep. doing the Wado voice to yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this is what the movie sort of like. The first, like, s- segment of the Japan stuff is really cool. We just need to get to Blo- Blofeld so much sooner because it starts to sag around here. It does with sag. the ins and outs and going back and forth between really incredible offices. But I love like <laughs> I love teasing out of Blofeld. Sure. And we just see the cat first forever, and eventually we see him. The funny you, thing though is like you don't even get a whiff that there is another villain until like over an hour into this movie. That's right? The because deal. he eventually meets the the chemical magnate Osato and you're like, "Oh, so this dude's the villain." And then like an hour and something goes by and then you get then that's the first like petting the cat and you're like, "Oh, there's another villain here. Got it." Well, this is one thing I will say. Like the the underground lair that we get to does that was like that made me think of Roald Dahl. I don't know if it's just because now this movie is like like you were saying, Andrew, that like Austin Powers really this is one that it really ripped off, mm-hmm. and like also yeah. like The Incredibles. I think really had a, a, a lot of the island stuff they do has a lot oh, to do sure. with the, I thought that was very similar. And like there is a very imaginative thing to the underground lair. Oh, it, yes. I think it's also Hank Scorpio's yes. layer in yes. uh, The Simpsons. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. This right. becomes very much like that sort of prototypical Bond thing, but this movie has so much like weird racial stuff that it's not exactly the one you think. You know what I mean? Like In a way, yeah. this sort of is yeah. the most prototypical Bond movie because you have Blofeld, you have this great sequence with this underground lair and all this stuff with the, the piranha and you're like, oh, that's a Bond movie, right? But it's like, yeah, but the racial stuff is sort of like you put it in the back there. Da, da, da. Yeah, there's there's a lot of like tugging on your collar here. Although I will say 
Tiger Tanaka, played by the great Tetsuro Tanba, uh, oh, yeah. dude was in a million things. But to to do a quick like uh, survey of his career, right? He was in Harakiri, uh, and then also in 2003, he's in Takeshi Miyake's Gozu. So like, Woo! big difference in movies there. Uh, <laughs> lots of time passed. This dude fucking rules. I love his little underground train. That's uh, he's yes. like. Well, the, the the trap door that that reveals the train rules the school. Like where she's he's following her, he's chasing her again, and then she pushes oh, a Aki, button. And he, yes, Aki, and he just falls. Down, like the whole platform falls. I'm I'm a sucker for a trap door, man. I love it, love it. It's kind of great too because like the slide thing happening. Like at least for the 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 back end of this movement is connery just sliding down and it's not a stunt double and when he like lands on the couch and everything he kind of has this look like i am so fucking done with these movies (laughs) i just (laughs) fell on my fucking arse where am i what like he's so internally furious it's great i will say if the whole point of this is like to to polish the royal crown and like give a like a sexy look for the uk and everything I have to say, you made the Japanese like spy agency look a lot cooler than yes. the magic submarine yeah. that can be opened underwater, and Which- also more <laughs> more efficient. And like, he's not a fucking like Tiger Tanaka. Like, has sex at appropriate intervals. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yep, yeah. He's shown to be totally competent as well. He's, he's yes. shown to be totally competent, and it's like you could have had a way where it's like. Oh yes, I have to go teach these savages how to do the spy game yes. or something. So thankfully, it didn't do that, and it did give the yes. Japanese government at the time like this agency. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Um, it is kind of great too because he's like, "Wow, Tiger, you've got your own underground train, huh?" And then Tiger is like, "Yeah, doesn't your boss M have something similar?" Oh, oh, he doesn't. Oh, he just has to ride around above ground in a car, huh? Uh, oh, that's a shame. He's been working on a uh, airplane that you can open the doors in mid-flight. Uh, so we don't have these underground trains, sadly. It's, it's a real Homer Simpson Frank Grimes, like, uh, you've been to outer space? You've never been? Like, <laughs> Yes, totally. Doesn't everyone have their own underground? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, God, that's embarrassing. Sorry for you. Underground trains. Look at you, cool. Simpson. Hit it with your family eating lobster. At this, oh, by man. this time, did we see the uh, one of the great moves by uh, the Japanese spy agency here is to get a helicopter with a giant magnet on it that that grabs a car that is pursuing Bond? I, don't, oh, I forget yes, where that is. He, I think it's, it's, it's when he's escaping Os- uh, Osato's. Yeah, Osato. yeah. It's it's after that like bad meeting with Osato and they're chasing him. Uh yeah, I love because that's again that's some fucking sweet ass efficiency right there, right? Like these dudes have a really polished operation because yeah, like Aki calls in like uh hey Tiger like there's some shit going on like we need to you know we need some help here and it's like got it no problem instantly massive helicopter with a car magnet on it <laughs> just takes the villains off the road yeah. it's so cool and it dumps, and they dumps them, them in a river yeah that it dumps is them in the ocean that is cold blooded <laughs> I, I, I yep. because a you, one 
yes, you're just leaving them to drown in the middle of the ocean, essentially. But like, <laughs> also, you just know once that thing is lifting up, they're pissing and shitting themselves, <laughs> and that car smells terrible, yeah. and they're screaming. Yep. It's Here's... a terrible place to be, and then you drown to death. I I thought of a great question. Now, if you scare someone enough that they piss and shit themselves before they die, do they still lose twenty three grams? <laughs> I think you go down oh. to like eight grams at that point. I think that's the actual soul stuff. Uh, but by the way, pro tip out there: if, so, if someone puts a big carb magnet on your car, get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even if yeah, even if it's like twenty feet, you just want to jump. Just even to if you break your jump. ankle, exactly. Yeah. It's uh, yep. it's it, you don't want to go where that carb magnet is taking you. I do love that this seems at least like a they did this for real at least a little bit. It doesn't seem like a, what do you want to call it? Oh, there? I think. This is this is a car dump, dude. I think yes, it's exactly. an absolute car dump, totally. Which is pretty dope. It is, but that's got to be a thing where it's like, all right, everybody, get ready, because like the second this thing hits the water, you have to get out there and like grab it. You know, like I, it was the '60s, so probably not. Like, there's now it's just ocean trash. Yeah, but like. <laughs> I would like to think that in like a modern day production, it would be like, all right, now let's please go retrieve that out of the water immediately <laughs> before it gets swept away or uh, something. All right, uh, Jeff, drop the car. Okay, cars drop. Now, Jeff, uh, uh, you can't pick that thing right back up, right? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, yep. Uh, uh, destroy the uh, destroy the ocean. Yeah, we're just going to destroy the ocean. That's, I'm sorry. Uh, they, and they had to do it like four different times, like four fucking cars down there. Like, ah, oh, we didn't get it. We didn't get it. Oh, you know what? I can actually see the last one from up here. It's like it's gone up so far at this point. It's pretty. It's neat. It's neat is what it is. I found the line in my notes when Aki calls Tiger. She goes, "Arrange for the usual reception, please." Which says to me they are doing this all the time. Oh, they yeah. are dropping cars into the ocean <laughs> left and right. They're building an artificial <laughs> reef. <laughs> Um, yeah, this this was after it's a it's a quick scene doesn't really matter. But Bond is investigating this Osato, uh, Mister Osato and his company here. Um, he's I'm Mister Fisher. Yes, I'm looking to buy some chemicals and like is is like fucking discovered immediately, right? Because of course he's packing heat and Osato sees this on like an X-ray machine that he has in his desk. Pretty badass. I would like and some of your most illegal chemicals, please. Oh no, my name is Mr. Fisher. That Mr. Bond, I believe he died quite some time ago, yes? <laughs> oh, and that, that rotten James Bond, you know another thing about him, Mr. Osato. He hated chemicals. <laughs> I, Mr. Fisher, love chemicals. Well then, you'll drink some, won't you, Mr. Fisher? <laughs> oh no! Uh, I I don't I never drink in the morning. What am I, some sort of sex crazed alcoholic like that, Mister Bond? Well, Try this uh, is our, our new windshield wiper fluid. Oh, uh, <laughs> one just uh, one question: Will it fuck me up? Because I'll drink <laughs> yeah, whatever totally. you got if it will fuck me up. How ripped am I gonna get off it? Uh, yeah. So. They go, they realize that, so there's a boat that they've been photographing and they're suspicious of, and it's actually a boat that is owned by Osado, which is uh, on its way to Singapore. So this is a great bond. Uh, bond is like, hey, Tiger, contact M. Tell him to send little Nelly. And her, and her father, yes. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, and make sure that father comes to little Nelly's father. Um, and so they, they follow 
Aki and Bond make their way to like a dock where this boat is. They get jumped by a bunch of henchmen right here. It's a pretty good chase. This is Eric where you were talking about the awesome copter shot. Oh yes, yes. Bond like runs up on this roof and all these dudes are following him and then the camera which is seemingly like on the it's such a great shot like seemingly on the roof just takes off into the air and like Bond is running across this roof fighting all of this guys it's a fucking totally awesome shot it's, it is really cool it is really really awesome and then bond to escape the scenario does a bunch of like assassin's creeds jumps <laughs> it's kind of does a triple these. lindy yeah <laughs> it's then, kind of, it's kind of like help but an action movie you know what i mean like all these people are chasing him <laughs> you're totally right <laughs> sadly it's all for not because he just gets clobbered in the head when he gets down from the roof it is kind of a funny thing, man. I had a good laugh right here. He's like, oh, beat all of them by by gracefully jumping off this roof onto all these soft platforms. Dunk. Like some dude out of nowhere just fucking nails him, um, which is pretty great. But this is, uh, yeah, he's now uh, kidnapped and being held hostage by, this is Helga Brandt is the character's name. They're referring to her by uh, number 11, mostly. Uh, that's her specter designation. But this is uh, also Karen Dorr, German actress uh, from Hitchcock's Topaz, by the way. She's hmm. like kind of like fourth banana in that movie. Probably my um, least favorite Hitchcock I've seen. Not a fan of it. Well, it's, it's, it's that or it's, Frenzy, right? Like I, the, I, lat, the latter I like, days. I like oh, Frenzy. Fren- dude, Frenzy's rad. Um, I got to go back Family to plot. That, oh, you should revisit, dude. It's his only R-rated film. It's fucking violent and creepy. Cool assassination attempt here, though. She pulls on Bond, taking him up into this plane, and then just being like, "Welp, see you later." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. I mean, again, like just shoot this dude in the head. He like lands the plane somehow. It's like, well, lady, you didn't do a very great job of killing this guy, did you? You know what I mean? There's like, like there's that weird like wooden board that goes over his hands. Like that'll do it. And I was like, <laughs> isn't that just the thing they have at movie theaters now, where like the arm <laughs> swings around so you can sit there like a big fat pig with your fucking concession items and, and here's the thing. i'm not a fan I, I don't think anyone should be fed to piranhas for their failure but if anyone had to after this assassination attempt i'm with yeah. Lofeld here man you fucked up majorly oh yeah oh yeah well somebody told her that he was allergic to wood and that was just a problem <laughs> that she should have she should have checked that before doing this no i shut i got a woody oh oh no <laughs> I do love his, like, miracle on the Hudson, like, just landing yes. this fucking broken plane on a road. I think it's, it's a compelling cool. little set piece. It is. Yeah. It, but she's had it, she had him tied to a chair and had a scalpel, and then it's like, okay, I have a better idea. Let me get him into a plane, and then I'll jump out and maybe kill myself instead of just, like, literally <laughs> stabbing him in the heart right here. Look, I'm too horny to do my job up here. I have to do it in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, because they've bedded by this point. Yes. yes. Of course. Does he have. sleep with her? No. I think it's implied. Oh, yeah, maybe it is. he undoes her dress. Yes. Yes, he does. Oh, that's right. And that's he says, right. the things I do for England. That's right. Ah. Yeah, because she's like torturing him. And then he's like, what if instead of torturing me, we could have dirty sex? <laughs> what you. if instead of torture, we do cock and ball torture? <laughs> per, per usual, I'm going to have to fuck for freedom. you're right because i think he's like talking her up right here and then it's like uh don't you hate having to work for your boss isn't that (laughs) he's so bad to you 
you know, we could. I think it's a thing where like he he sort of thinks in that moment that he's about to flip her, but that absolutely does not happen. You know, um, I need a communist Bond where he's just like, "Don't you hate working? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you want to overthrow the the capitalists?" <laughs> Join your Wouldn't brothers. <laughs> Come on, comrade. So let's see here. Uh, you do all this work. You kill these people. You're running dirty chemicals. And you get paid what? And Blofeld <laughs> has a cat? Where's but your cat? That's your labor. Your labor's <laughs> providing the death. Blofeld's not doing anything. <laughs> when is the last time you've seen Blofeld kill anyone? <laughs> and, and that's exactly why you should have sex with me right now. <laughs> Uh, caveat, when was the last time you saw Blofeld kill anyone that hadn't screwed up one of his plans? <laughs> you know, no. Blofeld, he's just got a cue ball up there. I have the good grace to actually try to put a piece of shit hairpiece on. <laughs> now, how about you and me do the horizontal proletariat? <laughs> uh, we get to the most unfortunate costuming decision in this franchise and it is desmond llewellyn beloved q wearing these shorts with these wool goddamn knee socks uh, oh it uh, just looks uncomfortable uh, and itchy as all get out uh, i like it i'm sad to actually see a q when i asked for a little nelly and daddy i was actually expecting mr epstein to come down here but uh <laughs> Uh, I guess you'll do. I guess you'll do. Oh, and you brought the helicopter. Good, good. Yeah, I think James Bond killed him in prison, so uh, <laughs> oh, it wouldn't come out. Yeah. <laughs> well, 007, um, this will uh, disable all cameras in his cell, you see. <laughs> <laughs> this piece of chewing gum shall disable the cameras. And yes, you could make it look like a suicide. Anything? That's right, Mr. Bond. Now, look at this really quickly here. This is a, It appears to be just a common bed sheet shaped like a noose. But you just press this button here in your shoelace, and oh, look at that. It tightens around his neck automatically. Well, this... anything for the Clinton body count. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you see this little button. All you have to do is press it, and it will, it will make sure that there are no more jail guards in his, <laughs> near his cell. Uh... Uh, but yeah, so like, yeah, I, I do like uh, that. I like how put out Q is here. He's like, "Fuck, man!" I would be like, "Hey, cool, free trip to Japan," but you know, Q's not not that exciting. Well, no, I mean, here's the thing, right? He hates Bond, and he mm. hates when Bond comes to his office. And now it's like, wait a minute, you're telling me I have to fly all the way around the world for that son of a bitch? He's not even going to come into my office, is that right? Oh, oh, happy day indeed. <laughs> he, he probably also hates Japan because he was probably there torturing people at some point. And, uh, That's the, also the, true. The big yeah. one. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like also Q, just a guy, he doesn't like, you know, leaving London. And also, you made me now. I had to bring awe over here to construct the damn thing. <laughs> well, yes, I do love the idea that they have to put it together like on IKEA fucking uh, desk, essentially. But at the same oh, time, man. It, it's kind of neat. Like it's so compact. Yes. Like you just take a few suitcases somewhere, and you could build your own fucking murder helicopter. I don't know. I don't know, Q. There's a lot of dowels in this thing. Is this thing gonna really <laughs> hold together? A lot of wooden dowels, I'm well, finding. You know, if, if you check your shoe, there should be an Allen wrench that can pull out of it. 
cool. There's way too many dowels. I know when I press down on this goddamn fiber board, it's just going to split right in two. <laughs> no, it won't, 007. Yes, it will. It's a goddamn Ikea gadget. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so he puts together this really cool little gyrocopter, right? That's It's neat. It's a, little, yeah. it's a rad copter. And then we immediately get a little helicopter chase here, which is cool. Like he gets up because he's flying to this island and i think the idea is like this is a tiny little thing and it'll like keep him off the radar or whatever and they're trying to explore this island further and so he's going towards it and then these four helicopters come out of nowhere this is pretty great because of course little nelly right it's designed by q there's fucking death gadgets inside it so he's got like missiles and machine guns and a fucking flamethrower which is the first thing so good it just lights up a copter and it goes down and then like we start just playing the james bond theme song over this scene and you know what (laughs) it fucking works well i assume these are all models but it's really cool to look at all these little things explode kind of a thing yeah Yeah, it's it's a totally compelling you know practically produced action scene you know nary a computer to be found it's nice. It's very nice to see, honestly. Mm-hmm. The exterior it, it, shot at the end of the movie where we see the compound blow up and the volcano and stuff might have benefited yep. from a computer, but <laughs> nothing <laughs> else would have. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so while that's it is kind of funny because the, the copters all go down and Connery's basically like, yeah, little Nelly ran into some visitors. Uh, this whole thing is fucked up. I'm just going to have to come home. <laughs> Uh, but he's told that uh, he actually needs to just like hang and wait for some further instructions because the Soviets launched their next shuttle and that got snatched up as well. And this is the thing that like, now tensions are getting higher. Wouldn't that tell you both like, OK, then because how could the Americans also have this Pac-Man-esque snatching thing? Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like you as right. the, and even as the Americans, you'd be like. Oh, okay. We're getting played by by somebody, but only the incredibly intelligent British could figure this one out. It would be cool <laughs> if they just leaned into it, like it's probably aliens. But I'm here just to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, like it would be funny if the Americans were like, uh, "It's eating our spaceships like Pac-Man. What do we have to do? <gasps> we got to send up a few ghosts. Oh yeah, <laughs> let's send oh, up some ghosts. Shit. Let's get uh, all like the dead astronauts and send them up there." <laughs> I don't, was, Pac-Man wasn't even invented yet, right? No, like, no, 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 yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. But, I'm just having some fun. But maybe this is where it started, right? Mm. In British intelligence, like everything else. <laughs> it's a better version of wow. that movie Pixels, man. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yikes. Oh, that, um, but yeah, so wow. we we get, uh, we're told there's a quick cutaway. It's kind of funny because um, it's like, again, these dumb Americans are so hell-bent on this idea that it's the Soviets that there's a guy, he's got some line where he's just like, nah, 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 forget Japan. <laughs> and then it just cuts immediately back to Japan. This is where it's the volcano hideout. We're introduced to fucking Blofeld uh, in voice and cat petting only. We don't see Pleasance's face yet. He but he's is, giving some orders. He is over petting this cat, dude. Like, you got to let this yeah. dude breathe a little. He's like really petting this cat like it's, every second. It's so funny. And then towards later in the movie, when they when the shit goes down, that cat wants out of Pleasance's <laughs> arms, and dude, it's amazing. The, the cat freak out? Yeah, the mm. cat freak out. I'm sorry to jump the gun and talk about the cat freak out now, but it's so good. It, dude, it was I was laughing my ass off because like that cat clearly wants to not be held by this man. And yes. then I'm thinking, like, <laughs> Donald Pleasance was like 
hopping this cat's internal organs <laughs> while he was holding it. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Because like it's, it's really going set. at it and he, oh my god, yeah, they didn't get the little uh ASPCA warning no. there. They threw or that approval thing, stamp or whatever. They threw it to the piranhas after they were done with it. <laughs> oh, the piranhas man. were real and on set. Uh, yes, there were 24 cats uh, on this set. Uh, we just went through them like fucking Kleenex. Get another white fluffy cat! It's like Milo and Otis with the kill count on these things. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh Speaking dear, I accidentally sat on another cat! Bring me another! <laughs> I can't believe he keeps killing all these cats. He's got four minutes of screen time. This I, is ridiculous. Uh, Donald, Donald, get your ass off that fluffy cat. Donald, <laughs> Donald, I just don't know how killing 17 cats is method. I don't know how that how that works. I don't know what that means. Your character's supposed to oh, like cats. Oh, I was reading it completely wrong, it appears. Oh. Well, too late now. Uh, it's he's a cool. I mean, I, I like the Blofeld thing again. It takes way too long to get here, but it is kind of cool to watch. And like, you know, once we're at this facility, I'm like, okay, I'm perking back up a bit, you know? Right. He does have a hilarious line in this first uh, introduction here, where he's like, he gives all these orders, and then it's basically like, and you know, and tell me when this is done, and you just hear him go, "I shall be in my apartment." <laughs> it's like, did you just say your apartment, dude? Yeah. But like. Yeah, he's got an apartment in this volcano lair. There's a fireplace. It's very nice, actually. It's so it nice. Out. I would love to live there. <laughs> but Blofeld here, uh, he's meeting with uh, Asato. And, uh, well, first he's meeting with these two other dudes. And he's like, all right, so here's the deal. Like, it looks like it's on. The U.S. and the USSR are pissed off at each other. Like, nuclear war is happening. You know, I demand $100 million in gold bullion. And these two dudes are like, yeah, but that wasn't the deal, man. Like, we were only going to pay you after war broke out. Uh, and he's like, yes, well, I am a world criminal, you see, so I'm prone to lying to people. And then he's like, oh, well, actually, oh, yes, you're not going to pay me. Okay, totally fine. Oh, let me bring in uh, Miss Helga here. Oh, hello, Miss Helga. Time to die. And it's just a, it's a very clearly like he's trying to make a message here. Yeah, public it's, execution. It's, it is hilarious, though, because it's like, he's like, so... Do you know who that man is? It's actually James Bond. And he's like, and they do the whole like, but he's dead. And he's like, you know, oh, well, it appears not. Did you kill him with that whatever airplane gimmick you were doing? And then like, Osato is immediately like, she did it. She fucked that up. Like, <laughs> totally dumping on Eleven right here. It's the funniest. Like, no, no, no. I didn't do that. I told her to kill Bond, but she had this crazy plane idea. I, I love. Oh. I, I, I gotta say, like last week, I was saying I, I miss fat villains. Mm-hmm. I miss animal execution stuff. <laughs> yeah, I need more like para- like you have a, a like a, a lion's den that you can like throw yep. like a, a mm-hmm. small like gladiator yep. pit underneath your apartment because Absolutely. you're a rich supervillain. Just yep. throw somebody in there, something like that. I want more of that. How about a? You're totally right, dude. How about a good old fashioned shark tank every mm-hmm. once in a while? Yeah, yeah, like Thanos has like a big tub and like stupid gators are like swimming in it, and he throws people in <laughs> one the after sh- the other. The shark tank is a terrifying one. You throw people in. In there and Mark Cuban starts fighting them and <laughs> the bald Canadian guy. And you have to pitch about some new kind of sunglasses I guess we need. <laughs> oh, they're very interesting, Mr. Bond, these new sunglasses. <laughs> oh, the only way out of this one, Mr. Bond, is taking a royalty deal. Hmm. <laughs> 
I love, I, yeah, I, I mean, and that's why, I mean, talking about a- animals killing people, that's why Crawl was such a breath of fresh air, man. Like, I love just it. watching gators sm- smash up people. Yeah. Love it. That's all I yeah. need. That's a movie. Now, I still haven't seen Crawl, but like, is this gator like getting multiple people? There's a lot of people. I feel like there's, there's, a, there's a decent amount of kill gator kills. Yes. I think there's some oh. separate gators that get other people, but the main, yeah. the main drive of that film is a gator in like, the basement or or whatever of of her father's house played by Barry right. Pepper. Th- right. I thought it was a movie where like it was just two people in a house with a gator and it was yeah. one of those like no other cast no. Dude, to be like, found kind of a ga- thing. Gators are like killing people at the gas station. <laughs> yes, exactly. What what yeah. what prompts this? It's, I'm a a, it's a flood. Yeah, there's a flood so the town oh, is kind okay. of beset by gators. Yeah. I see. I thought I thought like a satellite crashed or something and then it, <laughs> It both it it raised the dead uh, yeah, yeah. and made gators just go. Ah, crazy. That'd be amazing. I think there's like three gators. It's like Huey, yes. Dewey, and Louie or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh shit! You know, I just looked up Crawl Two and it doesn't exist. I'm like, oh, what the, no. the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> I should rewatch that. I actually yes. had a terrible movie theater experience with Crawl. Mm. Is that was, right? Yeah, it was just. Uh, I, you know, uh, living my weird podcast life now, I went in the afternoon and it was full of like teenagers with flashlights doing fucking uh, gremlins-esque fucking shadow puppets. <laughs> I'm like, they, okay. Wow. Did they bully you again? or did they, No, they, they, no <laughs> but I am, I am now going to, st- I think, I think when the pandemic is over, I don't know if I'm ever going back to the theater on 42nd Street. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, so she eats shit. That piranha tank they eat her—it's fucking hilarious. That uh, we are introduced to Tiger Tanaka's Ninja School, the so absolute good. best. Also, oh, what a great detail! I think he also has some line that's like bad news from outer space, James Bond, <laughs> about the latest snatching or whatever. Then we get the Ninja right. School. I just love the. I just love. I want to isolate that sound clip. Bad news from outer space. <laughs> bad news from outer We're being space. Invaded. Bad news from outer space, James Bond. The ghosts turned blue and the spaceship ate them too. <laughs> yep. Uh, satellite has crashed, causing alligators to turn crazy. <laughs> That's how it works. Uh, turns out the uh, the only person that could save you, Mr. Bond, is a father who is. For some reason, stuck in his flooded house with the gator right now. He could not make it to work today. Florida will be a state of gators. It really will be, It will truly be a state of gators. (laughs) Give it 20 years. That's about right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I love all this ninja training. It's fucking great because, like, they clearly knew at the time, like, all right. For the the audience at large globally, like they probably don't know what ninjas are, and of course this is before the great ninja craze of the 1980s. Mm-hmm. See our commentary on Enter the Ninja, uh, Patreon.com/slash We Hate Movies. But so I feel that they're like, because Bond is like ninja, you say, and Tiger has to be like, yes, train Japanese assassins, blah 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 blah, like really sort of laying out. Ninja 101, I'll yeah. call it. <laughs> but I am disappointed that we don't ever see anyone in a full ninja garb. Yes. There's, there's a lot of cool, like, ninja. You get, you get some ninja swords, definitely some ninja star action, yeah, which I, I mean, appreciate. But, yeah, I want the mask. Yes, it's good. Yep. You just don't have the mask and the whole get up. But I guess you get, like, this tactile, almost, like, swimsuit version at the end of the movie when these dudes help invade Blofeld. They give him a surgery to make him look like a Romulan. 
That, that's um, the thing. So, they, I mean, right. that's something. That we, is the next movement, which is quite something. Kind of a bowel movement. It is. I mean, the movie does bottom out here. It does. And, Chris, you're absolutely right. That's exactly my note as well. It's Romulan. If you ever watch the episode where Troy becomes a Romulan, they look exactly the fucking same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he does have a line, though, that's great, Tiger Tanaka, where he's because they're watching. They're doing all the ninja training. He's watching it all. And then they go into like this underground bunker part of it. And he's like, now we will see some modern ninjas. And it's just ninjas with guns. <laughs> yep. Now, this is a uh, kind of martial arts I can get into. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this is, yeah. So he lays it out. He's like, all right, so here's the deal, dude. Like, everyone thinks you're dead anyway. So, you know, we're going to train you in. This is ridiculous. He's like, there's three things we're going to do. Uh, and this will help us infiltrate this base and, you know, stop Spectre. And he's like, first, you become Japanese. Yikes. Second, train to become a ninja, which in this movie happens over the course of about 72 hours, as far as I was able to clock it. Yep. Bond masters ninja skills. And then the third, for extra special cover, which comes to nothing in this movie, mm-hmm. you have to take a wife. Mm-hmm. And and it's just like what? Well, he has to like pretend to be a Japanese fisherman, which okay, but like he never has to be a Japanese fisherman. It's that's not a the thing. thing. It never happens. The movie just decides because what winds up happening is they're they're working off a certain timetable of like oh it's another couple weeks until the launch and we have to figure out what's going on because if one more fucking spaceship gets snatched, you know, there's going to be nuclear war. Also, I love the notion of like. We're going to continue sending shit into space regardless of some unknown entity that is taking these vessels. Like, I feel like after the first ship is kidnapped by another ship, we're not launching shit into space for a really long time. Yeah, let's take a break. How about, like, hey, hey, like, yeah, call up France, call up everybody, like, hey, guys, let's just take a break. I know that the the, uh, the 1960s is the height of uh, pigheadishness of the Cold War, but yes, we would definitely take a breather on sending ships into space once one guy gets gravitated and the other one's kidnapped presumably by aliens yep exactly uh and also great uh you know great thing you got to put it in here because uh you know we've been doing so much weird stuff uh with uh japanese people in this movie but also here's a reminder bond also your new wife has a face like a pig yeah uh. <laughs> that's great uh, and her it's, name is it's, uh, her name as well as uh, it's Kissy, right? Kissy. Yeah, Kissy, oh, Suzu- yeah. Kissy Suzuki. It's not good. Yeah. It's just uh, you know what? At least we could say Kissy this full episode. What? If you if you listen to our Goldfinger episode, you can hear us hear, hear us say pussy a lot. So uh, there you go. That's right. Uh, James Bond. Here's your uh, here's your new wife. A uh, baby, baby. <laughs> it's a baby 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 name yeah that's uh, what we called her come on goo goo gaga we're supposed to be on a honeymoon <laughs> i mean i guess in that sense though of like giving the women in bond mil- films like names like that you know it is what it is kind of a thing but it's it is tongue-in-cheek like it's 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 pulp genre you know dime yeah. dime store novels like i don't i don't really begrudge it for being dumb I, uh, you know no but the, the i think the biggest difference though is like i seriously think they say kissy like once in this movie yeah versus goldfinger where he is saying pussy any fucking chance he gets <laughs> by the way it would be a great baby name for any expecting <laughs> mothers out yeah. there 
Yeah, kissy, huggy. Um, and pussy, call- yeah. Yeah, go ahead. That you know, if you're triplets, kissy, kiss, kissy, <laughs> pussy, and huggy. Yeah. Oh Jesus, that social <laughs> services is coming immediately. Yeah, that's like naming a kid Adolf Hitler. <laughs> that's that's right. Uh, yeah, uh, please meet my uh, son, Handjob Martin. <laughs> I mean, I will. Handjob Martin sounds like a boring cop show from the 1970s. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> you could call him HJ. Uh-huh. Or yeah, H- HJ works. Hand job, not so much. I mean, because a hand job <laughs> is just a hand job. That, uh, that coming up true. on ABC next week on the the new episode of Hand Job Martin. <laughs> J- James Garner stars once again as beloved TV cop Hand Job Martin. <laughs> yeah, he's called that because he's always like doing like he's always like bluffing in card games or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, now and his partner, Fingers Strickland. Well, hand job, we've tied you up, and yes, we've put you in mittens, making your hands useless. Well, my partner, Fingers, will be deep in you soon enough. <laughs> See, it could be a show. It could definitely be a show. I would I mean, watch I- it every week in, in 1970. Here's the thing. Aside from all of the racial uncomfortableness of this entire sequence, it's also incredibly boring. Like It stops the movie dead. I know yep. that there is an island with a, an incredible, with fucking Donald Pleasance and fucking piranha and lasers and all sorts of crazy shit, and we are yep. so far away from it because there's just like a lot of just fucking around, and it's... There's a lot of fucking around. I mean... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, a lot does, of racist it, fucking around. I want to be clear yes, about that. Sure, it's just yes, racist right. fucking around. There's some things that are fucking around that aren't racist, though. Like, there's this, uh, the last night, like, before the training kicks in and before the wedding and everything, you know, because he's, he's like, trying to bang Aki through this yes, whole that's movie. Right. So he's like, all right, Aki, there's just one last night before I have to go marry this pig woman or whatever they've been telling me. <laughs> so let's do it. Let's get it on. And, you know, they sleep together or whatever. And while they're sleeping, a fucking assassin, dude, a ninja assassin comes in the night. Yeah. I've always this this fucking death right here. It's always freaked me out. Like this guy's got a little like ball of string that he like lets down in front of Bond's face. And then we're like dribbling poison like all yes. the way down the little string. Pretty cool. Now, this, was this also in Gross Point Blank? It was. This is the opening death in Gross Point Blank. <laughs> That's right. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, I gotta go back to that. That's been a Same. long time since I've seen that movie. I remember liking it a lot. I I, I, I wonder if it holds up. I, I'm not too I, sure. I watched it very recently. It, it's one of my favorite Cusacks, honestly. I I I love that movie. Cusack was he's good. great in it. Yeah, the the fucking the Dan Aykroyd death in that movie always fucking disturbed. <laughs> the popcorn heel turn was shocking. It's like how did Dan that. Aykroyd be the bad guy? <laughs> and he gets killed like he's in Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Well, he, he totally, gets, he, dude, gets he, he gets a stew marker. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Oh, yes. oh sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, uh, that's my favorite last line before you die. Popcorn. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we see in, in all of this sluggishness, like Bond is doing some ninja training. There is a fucking hilarious thing of like. It's because it's a quick montage of them doing all this stuff. But there's one guy that just, like, they're doing, like, here's, and now all these ninjas can break things with their body. And this dude just smashes a watermelon with his hands, which I thought was pretty great. Oh, yeah, the watermelon smash, that's like a fucking showing Gallagher how to do it. Oh, yeah, you need a sledgehammer? You pussy? Here you go. Cacao! 
Yep, that's exactly right, dude. This was what, 1967? Mm-hmm. Like, or yeah, 67. Like, I feel like Gallagher maybe saw this movie. He's like, stay, wait a minute. Wait a goddamn minute. <laughs> I Hold could on. Do oh, a, I'm having an inspiration here. I could do what a ninja does, Mark. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> maybe if I end my show that way, they won't boo me. Ma- <laughs> master, master, have you ever thought of using a sledgehammer instead of your hands? <laughs> Come on, master. There I want to learn. There's a dude definitely pulling a uh, an even more hardcore version of the thing from Karate Kid 2 because there's a dude with a big ice block, and this guy fucking totally headbutts that thing. That was pretty great. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you, Steve. The movie kind of just sort of goes to sleep right here. We get the – it's just this stupid fucking wedding scene <sighs> – and it's just like, yeah, it's, it's so we've already had Aki, who's an amazing character. And and I mean, like, you know, Kissy is fine. And I'm not saying they're interchangeable at all, but I'm just saying, like, we had a cool, badass woman for him to, like, for him to romance. We don't need to swap it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Kissy's yeah. function in the movie turns out to be like, we're going to look for this fucking layer. And then when we find it, you go, you just go swim back and tell, tell, tell all the ninjas to bail my fucking ass out. Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, she also, right, was I remembering this right? She, just like Aki, like, they both work for Tiger Tanaka, so it's even yes. weirder in that sense that they just decided to, like, change out the character. Well, um, I mean, I guess we wanted to kill close to Bond, raise the stakes, because they probably recognized that the movie was getting sluggish, and maybe that, or it's about to get sluggish. <laughs> maybe this would, like, <laughs> keep it going in some way. He mourns right. her for, like, half a second, maybe. No, like, not at all. She's dead. On with uh, more sex, please. Yeah, because it's not like. Do you have another wife for me, please? (laughs) Switch me another one. (laughs) Because it's not like, oh, I'm going to get those bastards what did that to Aki. It's like, oh, well, that's a real bummer. You got a ditch in the back to bury this? Is that my problem? Oh, God. Don't please (laughs) tell me I don't have to bury her. He is doing a lot of like, show we're supposed to be on a honeymoon, you say. Oh, this is like, more. Bo- like, this dude. honeymoon is more boring than an episode of Handjob Martin. <laughs> I just want her to like <laughs> turn to him, and be like, "Could you stop showing me your erection? I get it. I really, really get it. We're supposed well, to be it's married. Rad. It's a honeymoon. LOL. Put that shit away. It is kind of rad though, because when they get to Kissy's house, he's like, you know, immediately like, "Sure, honeymoon, <laughs> eh, Kissy," and she's just like. Fuck you, dude. I'm at work. Like, we're working. (laughs) Do you understand? This is a fake marriage. This is a fake fucking honeymoon, you idiot. You know, I can't can't sleep well if I'm not naked under the sheets. I can't (laughs) can't wear anything underneath, and I might just hug you with my boner. (laughs) She also very pointedly is like, that's your bed, and I am going to sleep over here on the other side of the room. We're supposed to be married. What are you talking about? (laughs) I mean, it's like he is so pissed off. So when she turns him down, right, they're about to eat lunch. And the he's like, oh, what are these oysters? Oh, yes, I love this. And then like, then she like lays out the thing about like, there'll be no fucking on this work trip. And then he's like, well, guess I don't need to eat these and throws them down. It's like, dude. That was lunch. That was sustenance. And, also, and you were only eating it for horny reasons? Exactly. You could eat 
oysters, and it's not like fucking like ninety milligrams of Viagra, dude. You can eat oysters and go on about yeah. your day without having sex. Nope, he's doing that, and he's like chugging pineapple juice. <laughs> oh. But like he just—he's like a little kid. Like he throws these chopsticks down. Like, well, I never. <laughs> That's so uh, dumb. So uh, thankful. You know, I guess I'll just have to go get some hearties of Boston Market. Uh, honey, you know, I can't sleep over at the, on the other bed. We're saving that for the baby. You remember. <laughs> we got to plan remember? for it. We got to plan for our family. Oh, I'm getting deep undercover. <laughs> uh, so she's like, all right, look, um, I heard about this woman from the village, this fishing village, who took a boat into this cave and when the boat came back out she was dead and bond is like all right well that's where we got to go dead you know, woman so they cold devise, let's go <laughs> yeah, oh yeah maybe you won't make it out alive either kissy we'll see how this honeymoon goes if you know what i mean well, first uh, of all that sounds hilarious second of all let's investigate <laughs> ah yes that cave of dead women one of my old haunts <laughs> So because they're like, you know, he's the deep cover is they're just this couple that works in this fishing village. He's like, all right, when we go out at the ass crack of dawn tomorrow to go fishing with all the other fishing boats, we'll sort of just like turn away and, you know, make our way to this cave. Uh, And then, you know, he's they get in this cave. It's kind of a great like Bond realizes there's some gas around and they have to jump off the boat. And it's clear that like some... Blofeld and company are putting this stuff here to like prevent people from coming in and Bond surmises that uh you know this cave actually was at one point where like lava from the volcano would fall out and he's like so that's got to go right up to the top and you know so they get we're start climbing this mountain and he's fucking furious again like they're climbing he's tired and he's like ha some honeymoon. <laughs> I know. I'm just sorry. I I can't. While we're climbing a mountain, I cannot jerk you off. Could we get over it, please? <laughs> uh, but yeah. So then, you know, he determines. It's kind of a cool thing where, uh, you know, they go down into the like the volcano a little bit, and it's like this green film over the top of it, and he's like, "Oh, do you think?" You think that water goes deep or what, Kissy? And he throws that rock and it's just like clang. Oh, it's the metal cover. I love this garage door that they have over this <laughs> volcano. You, it's so awesome. You, you couldn't see this from afar, man. You couldn't tell that this wasn't water. Well, it's all painted to make it look like there's like algae on top of it. I and mean, stuff. possibly, but I also just think maybe he's going blind on top of the toupee problem. Yeah, <laughs> maybe definitely. Bond is just losing it here already. I. Well, I got to tell you, from personal experience, Chris Cabin, sometimes it is hard to tell when there's, like, algae and when that's grass or something else. Like, when I was a little kid, I have this very visceral memory of being at my Nana's, and she had a pond in her backyard that had uh, algae all over the top of it, but I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just grass. And I kept walking, this little, like, four-year-old Andrew, like, da 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 Stepped on this thing immediately, just douche right into this water. <laughs> my my mother pulled me out by my hair because it was like, "Holy fuck!" This child just no. fell in this deep pond. I I, 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 I totally get. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I, I think James Bond is, has about the smarts and the sense of uh, Baby Andrew. <laughs> I think James Bond's going with a case of like, "Oh no, 
I'm going blind. First it was the hairy palms, and now I'm going blind. <laughs> Shouldn't have been cranking it watching hand job Martin every week. <laughs> I know that's not what the show is about, but hearing the word hand job, it just sends me into a fit. Did you know in the United States they've got salacious commercials? Uh, we do have salacious commercials here. Pretty bad ones. I jerk off to them. <laughs> Some of them for Hardee's, I think. <laughs> My heart. Was Hardee's? Hardee's didn't have like a mascot, but their logo had that dipshit smiling star on it, right? My, my hard-on loves Hardee's. <laughs> I always masturbate any of the commercials. Doesn't matter. They've got the meats, and so do I. Always oh, at Arby's. What? <laughs> Arby's. Oh, yeah. I think it's Arby's is we've got the meats. Hey, no, never mind. I masturbate to both of them. <laughs> I like I like masturbating to Ving Rames's commanding voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Is he? He's he's doing Arby's commercials. He's the Arby's. He's the Arby's guy. Arby's. We have the meats. Oh, I've got a meat cool. of my own. <laughs> yeah, Arby's like has the meats. Mm-hmm. And then when once you eat it, then you have the meat. Sweats is the idea. <laughs> this is entrapment. It's entrapment. The, 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 I think the the uh, slogan is Hardy's. You have the shits. Yep, the that's idea. it. There it is. <laughs> Ving Rhames is like. Man, I am not saying that into a microphone. <laughs> I fucking refuse to say we've got the shits. Go back to the drawing board and come up with another slogan well, that, for Hardy's. That's why you know Hardy's is smart and they got Nick Nolte. You have the shits. <laughs> you shit your fucking pants. <laughs> Hardy's. Oh man. <laughs> they uh yeah so whatever they, he. He climbs into this thing. There is a hilarious, like, he gets on the underside of it with suction cups, which is great. Yes, that's pretty cool. And then this, this whole the infiltration's inf- fun. Yes, it is. It's when the movie yeah. wakes back up a bit. You got you got great things, like, uh, apparently in this volcano lair, there's just a monorail ride. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. But this is where he, like, hides under a tarp. <laughs> yes. In this little train. He definitely does. Yeah. Oh, because he, he so that he discovers there's a room with like all the the astronauts are being jailed, and he frees these dudes. He gets them in like they like knock out a bunch of workers and you know get that get into their uniforms. Yeah. And it's this like hysterical thing of Connery dressed in this astronaut costume, and these other two guys are like pretending to be the guys taking him to the launch pad or whatever, like. Sean Connery is fucking two feet taller than everybody else in this movie. <laughs> yes. Like, of course you are going to get got trying to do this. It's great because, yeah, and then, like, a Blowfield's like, who is that asshole? <laughs> like, and yeah. it's just like, please just stop pretending you're not. You're one of the, my astronauts. We know you're not. But it's so funny because, yeah, Blowfield, uh, Blowfield calls it out right here because he's like, no astronaut would ever enter the capsule carrying his air conditioner, which I was like, all right, Blofeld, astronaut expert, I guess. But <laughs> if that had not happened, like if Blofeld was in the can or something, you know, and missed Bond on the monitor, 
what is the end game right here? I like, mean, if well, is Bond yeah. getting into the? Well, I guess I'm going to space. <laughs> well, Somebody I, stop me! No, he, I'm going to space. The idea is like he would kill the other astronaut in there and not try to swallow the other ship, and yes. somehow everything will work out. I, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> go it. into space, do a K turn, and go back to Britain. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna do something on my bucket list. I always wanted to jack off in space, so <laughs> oh, that's right. Then I'll come back and I'll thwart him. I swear. Oh, it's usually fl- it usually just flies on the floor, but here it just floats. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Okay. It's floating. It never happened to an episode of Handjob Martin. I'll tell you that. But, <laughs> but here in space, it floats. Well, that's uh, the re- the reboot get- is the space opera of Handjob Martin. <laughs> yeah, the, the reboot oh, with sure. Nick Offerman in the role. <laughs> You're going to jerk my dick now. <laughs> uh, you have to wait till uh, Moonraker for him to actually fuck in space, though. That's where that goes down. If I'm remembering the end of that movie right. <clears throat> Um, but yeah, so here we go. We fucking meet him finally. The last like 15 to 20 minutes of the movie. I am Ernst Stavro Blofeld. Fucking Pleasance, man. He's so awesome. He is good. And he's looking trim in this. It is. And he's got the totally shaved head, Michael Jordan style like that. Uh, (laughs) I do. And and the weird, like droopy shit over his eye from the scar. Oh, the scar. Oh, it's fucking awesome. It's all awesome. I'm surprised he didn't try the Hitler stash like uh, Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) You would think, you know, try these similar styles. You know, every once in a while, like I think back to when Michael Jordan had that Hitler mustache (laughs) and I'm like, like he. He had to th- have thought about that for a second, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. He was like, I, I'm about to leave my house, and I just have a Hitler mustache. He was trying to redeem it for everyone else. I, right? I don't because I, I don't Charlie know. Charlie Chaplin. He was a he's a Charlie Chaplin esque figure I, after I, appearing I, in space. I, I don't know. I think it was a fuck you. He's like, yeah, you're good. I'm gonna have this Hitler mustache, and you're also gonna beg me to sell Hanes. No, the yeah. the, the short mustache <laughs> advisory board. Have been try like really working for sixty years to like get that mustache back from Hitler. Like, right, who could yeah. we get? Who could we pay to wear this mustache? To maybe, well, Michael Jordan may. And they tried. Yeah. It was it was an interesting gambit by that council, but it didn't work. Look, it just can't be cultural critics from Brooklyn. Somebody else has to have this mustache. <laughs> someone famous. I mean, someone likable. Listen, let's not forget our failure with the uh, co-band leader of Sparks. <laughs> That's right. I mean, the thing about it is, though, like, it's just like uh, when what's his name the artist in Feels Good Man like tries to get back Pepe the Frog, like. It's just gone. Yeah. Pepe the Frog is gone <laughs> yes. to 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 hate. That mustache is gone to hate. <laughs> just like the swastika. You just can't do it. Yes, also gone to hate. It's all lost. It will never be redeemed. You can't redeem Pepe the Frog, unfortunately. I know he started out with the best of intentions, but it is just impossible. And it is the same thing with ma- that mustache Ooh. style. What if Now, what if someone got like a Pepe the Frog mustache? How would that work? I guess yeah. a tattoo like, in the area. Oh, oh yeah. Well, t- that's what some asshole does. <laughs> yeah. Like in, in the Hitler spot. 
Just right in the Hitler spot, you're just getting a Pepe the Frog like his face or something. Yeah, well, that would be like I guess so that's like two negative numbers, like two racisms make a positive kind of a thing. I think possibly. So, yeah. I see. Okay. You're, you're definitely. Learned- you're definitely getting a lot of people squinting at you if you do that. A lot of people <laughs> are like, what the fuck is that under your nose? Yeah, two racists make a right. I remember learning about that on an old Handjob Martin episode in the <laughs> 70s. It's a very educational program, honestly. <laughs> uh, oh, and Pleasance also has the great... Uh, you only live twice, Mr. Bond. Fucking awesome. Get that titular ass line yes, in there. Yes, yeah. which is also a lie because you only live once, we all know, from YOLO. <laughs> oh, right, of course, yeah. But I it guess was it's, not Yoto. It's referencing it his, was, fa- his fake death. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is this the only time yeah. that Pleasance played Blofeld? Indeed, yeah. That's a bummer. Uh, it is a bummer because Telly Savalas. Oh, I mean, yes. Telly Savalas does a great job. Yeah. in the next movie, and he's cute, ball, uh, bald, I think, as well. But then when that yeah, Henderson oh, yeah. dude plays him, he's just got a fucking weird white guy, gray hair, head. And then yeah, kind of. And then I'm, look, I'm looking at a picture of Max von Sydow. Never save it, never again. He's got that. He's got a sick old goatee going here. Oh, that's right. I forgot he's Blofeld in that movie. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. So the middle name is Stavro. Is he Greek? Possibly. Huh. Interesting. He's, huh. he's everything you fear, Double O. <laughs> uh, oh, yes, Double O Seven. Do you remember when you spent an extended period of time at my father's house or whatever? <laughs> I have to bring it up every time. Yes. Yes. I hate it's it that much. So dumb. We gorge, it's just so dumb. We gorged ourselves on feta and olives. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I fear the most Greek food. <laughs> Uh, but so he's like, all right, I'm going to kill you. But first, because my friend, uh, what's this gentleman's name? O- Osato. O- Osato failed to kill you. I'm going to kill him in front of you. Like, no, take that gun, shoot Bond first, and then shoot that other guy. Yeah. That's, he's yep. the threat. Osato is on your side. Yes, I understand you want to murder him. Great. Wait for it. By the way, <laughs> at this point, Blofeld said his whole plan of like, He's going to start off, the, I mean, maybe we already mentioned it, the whole war between this, the U.S. and the Soviets so that he can emerge as a new power in the future, which I think is a fucking great plan. Good idea. Yeah. Pretty yeah, good. just fucking burn it, burn it all down and start over, dude. Rule Why not? over the ashes. The pro- That's what I want to do. <laughs> the problem with the Blofeld ordering the, the death of Osato is not that it's, it happens and you know allows Bond to get the upper hand. The problem is, is that he doesn't take Osata over to his hungry hyena pen and throw him in there <laughs> yes. and let me watch the fucking, you know, the blood fly. That's what I want. By the way, Chris, better board game, hungry, hungry hyenas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have, it, it's very, you have to have a squib in the middle. <laughs> uh, at some point, also, the, the rocket starts launching off. Uh, because the Americans sped up their timeline and launched a rocket like that day. So he's going up. They're trying to go up and, and snatch it really quickly. Yeah, but then this is it's fucking awesome because they're just standing in a hallway and he's like, Mr. Bond, this is the price of failure. And he does the old point the gun at one guy. Yeah. Take a beat and then point the gun at Osato and just fucking murder this dude. Yeah, I'm always a fan of that when the villain does that. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't shoot you. You're just so handsome. I mean, yes, even with the piece. <laughs> I mean, it's just stunning. Uh, and of course, this is when uh, Tiger 
rolls up with all of his his uh, modern oh. ninja squad, which is fucking awesome. Right. Oh, yes. And uh, Bond is like, well, if I have to watch TV and it's not Handjob Martin, can I at least have my cigarettes? Oh, my God. Oh, yes. right. And he's and like, he's yes, sh- give him exactly his cigarette. First of all, it's yeah. the 1960s. Everyone's got cigarettes on them. If you want to give your uh, your uh, your enemy one last request, it could be one of my cigarettes, actually. Exactly. Not one of yeah. his own because it might be a cyanide capsule. Who knows? And in this case, a fucking gun. He lights the cigarette and it shoots a bullet into this one random technician. This, it's pretty awesome. If you're Blofeld, <laughs> at this point, haven't you been like, Oh, no, no, no. Not the cigarette. I know what that is. That's a poison dart explosive gun. Really? Right. So oh, why, don't yeah. you take, why don't you take this cigar? <laughs> <laughs> well, if I, if I, if I must uh, watch television, can I use my special binoculars? No, you can't. No. <laughs> no special what anything. What about... All right, well, hear me out now. I have to watch this episode of Handjob Martin uh, on your little monitor here, Blofeld. Uh-huh. Could I at least have my lucky pair of shoes? <laughs> no, how many times? It's stop calling them special. I know what that means. Uh, yes, you keep telling me what time it is, but I only can tell the time on my own special watch. Uh, no, I'm bringing in a clock now. <laughs> Still don't believe it. Nope, sorry. Oh, you know, if I if I am to die, can I get my own cu- book back? You know that book that I brought. <laughs> it, it, it's. It, ju- I assure you, it's just a book. It, it, are you sure about that? It's not a special <laughs> it's, book. It's, it's certainly not a special what? book. Okay, you just uh, said it like that, so uh, now I know. All right. Yes, I, I. Yes, I've been caught, and I'm about to be murdered. That's fine. Can I sit in my Aston Martin just one more time? <laughs> well, sure, of course. Why would I ever say no to that? <laughs> There's so much in this movie. It happens right here when he asks Blofeld for the cigarettes. But it also happens like two or three other times in the movie. For 1967 especially, this was weird. Lots of smoking will kill you talk. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot, because he's like, oh, yes, you can have your cigarettes, Mr. Bond. It will not be the cigarettes that kill you, of course. And then, like, there's another time earlier where it's like, oh, smoking, huh? You know, that's uh, bad on your lungs. or something. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's bad for, I think they say bad for your chest specifically mm-hmm. or something I think like that. Like, in 1967, um, cancer was first discovered. Yes, that's true. They were like, whoa. <laughs> Hot topic. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. whoa. Let's work this into the script. I, Cancer. I will say it's weird to be hearing this like when Jeffrey Weingant was like probably like 10 when this came out. <laughs> uh yeah, so whatever. It's just a big, it's a big fight here. It's fucking great. There is the hilarious, like the one heavy. Who is with Blofeld, this guy who does nothing in this movie? Is it oh, Hans yeah. or something? A, yeah, such a disappointing heavy. Like he fights Bond for two seconds and then they're in Blofeld's apartment and he just Bond in like less than a minute knocks this guy into the pool. There is the great uh as this guy's being torn apart by piranhas, he's like Bon appetit, uh-huh. <laughs> piranhas. I hope you have a nice meal, piranhas. Yeah, but I was expecting more from this character, and it just never happened. Yeah, you want him to jump up and like, and also maybe you know get I don't know a hook hand or something or yeah, you know some flavor. Yeah, make make him like some kind of a freak or like something that stands out. I mean, shit, we're coming off of just having watched Goldfinger. 
with uh, with fucking odd job and that mm-hmm. hat. Better Come movie. On. Similarly with Osato, Osato as well, you oh, kind yeah. of want him to have something like X-ray specs or something. Like I know he's got that little mm-hmm. X-ray thing on his desk, but that's not enough I, for me. Osato's just a dude. Yeah, he's just a guy. I, I I don't know. But that's why it's very confusing about the Osato character, though, Eric. Like you're right, he is just a guy. But like because you don't even see Blofeld till like 75 minutes into this movie. Yeah, and like so, like your your whole mind is placed at like, well, okay, so Osato's this villain, and you're right, like. But there's just nothing about like you got to give that guy something too because he does actually have a rad delivery to uh, number eleven after that hilarious fake meeting that Bond has about buying all the chemicals because he's just immediately like kill him <laughs> and I was like ooh shit this guy's got that ice cold delivery down yeah he's got no charisma and no. no hook to his character but I guess maybe that place of the the idea of the banality of evil mm. I think just some dude right i think you're just being unfair to hans here he has a black shirt and a gun that's you know <laughs> these are big character traits that we all know <laughs> digs deep so it's an amazing uh ninja raid on this compound so much repelling so many people going over railings fantastic oh, yeah <laughs> And Homer, if you could kill someone on your way out, that'd be very, <laughs> exactly. very helpful to me. Yeah, totally. It's great. Yeah, uh, dude, Steve, I was trying to get the railing count. It's <laughs> almost out of this world. Just people just, just getting a lot of great, great stunt work. Just getting chucked over it, man. Yeah, and all the ropes totally. falling down. Like it's a, it's a great little moment. And again, like it's so rad. I thought about it in this scene, and also at the when they're at the the stadium for the sumo wrestling extras as far as the eye can Mm -hmm. see like it's all real people like i just i love the tangibility of these like big crowd scenes it must have been a bitch to direct both of those sequences you know cool cool shit in a movie that is you know plagued with stuff that's not cool which is why it (laughs) makes you know this whole thing very frustrating but uh whatever bond is able to hit the kill switch and he blows up the shuttle before it can scoop up yet another american ship i do love how the americans uh the american government is like all right we're gonna send another fucking ship up there okay (laughs) <laughs> uh, sir, there's uh, another ship behind it. Oh, my, okay. You know, ready the nukes. I am so... Pi- I am fucking... I've had it up to here with our ships being... Ready the nukes. Let's end the world right now. <laughs> look, look. Well, we lost one. The Russians lost one. Somebody else has got to send the next one up. How about <laughs> exactly. Somebody fucking call the Italians. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to do? Throw up some pizza dough in the air? Far <laughs> yeah. enough to get into oh. orbit? <laughs> 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 but yes and then like uh, once it yeah. once it explodes like all right you know what i guess uh we'll stand the nukes down the world will continue to spin uh because that ship was very expensive and i would have been really pissed if it got gobbled up again <laughs> well yep now we've averted nuclear disaster uh get back to doing what you were originally up there to do astronauts which was i don't know that other dude had like a tuning fork in space <laughs> at one point or whatever dumbass experiment uh-huh. you were doing mm-hmm We'll never, never again uh, to, to know what the uh, effects of ants on tiny screws in space will be. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So it, it's there's a hilarious like, uh oh, Blofeld's still alive, and he runs out and sneakily like ha- hits the self destruct to blow up the whole compound. Right. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. And now he's more like Blofled. Well, does it? Because he's leaving. <laughs> yes, Bond does. Exactly. Bond does get him with a uh, what do you call it there an, an a uh, ninja star in the arm, doesn't he? 
before yeah, he, gets he does out of there. get yeah yeah, yeah he gets, gets nicked a little bit yeah. mm-hmm. oh man that's gonna ruin his tennis game <laughs> yeah <laughs> no well more. it's hard enough for him to play tennis because he's fucking holding the cat the whole time <laughs> on the court He's not going to be doing much fun with Handjob Martin with that <laughs> nope. nurse and that ninja star. Nope. Blofeld, put down the cat before you. Oh, he strangled another cat. Okay. Okay. Get him a new cat. He strangled another one on the tennis court. He's been there, doing this all day. When he's leaving, there's a moment where the cat is on the ground and it just disappears. And I think you presume that it it went into this tunnel first, but the cat just disappears at, at one point in this movie. I don't know, man. Like, I just, you know, I taking my fucking cat to the vet takes all fucking day. Getting a cat on a fucking raft? I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. No, I th- I think I think Blofeld's just going to the pet store. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, I had to hit self-destruct on my volcano lair, and unfortunately, Mittens uh, was also self-destructive. Well, no, that's that rotten son of a bitch, James Bond. I blame that James Bond. <laughs> I, 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 I picked this breed especially because I mean, they, they fuck ravenously, so it's really an overpopulation <laughs> thing, and I just I can get them as many as I want. I think I'll name my new cat Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, pretty cool move here again. Tiger Tanaka always uh, prepared for the aftermath of battle as well. There's a bunch of choppers that come in and they dump like little life rafts all into the water. So all the guys getting out can get on a raft. And of course, Mr. Bond, you know, he's got to get into the raft with Kissy. And again, it's just like, now, how about that honeymoon? <laughs> it's like, fucking it's just, let it go. Jesus. And she's like, in her head, she's like, I really wish like something would rise up from the depths of the ocean and nearly capsize this vessel so I don't have to fuck this guy. It's like being, and wouldn't you know it? <laughs> it's like being at work at like one time, you know, you're out for uh, for drinks and you go like, you know, let me get a double scotch. And something. like, hey, man, double scotch. And then for the rest of your career, it's like double scotch over here i'm like dude fucking leave it alone it happened once yep yes we were fake married we never had a honeymoon move on from it (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude the whole like refusing to let the bad joke die (laughs) exactly or when people Um, like people at work start thinking they know your drink like oh yeah you're a sam adams winter ale guy even in august (laughs) man those that's that's fucking madness those fucking phony relationships you get get into at offices and work (laughs) (laughs) oh here here we go any any uh any new thoughts on uh office potlucks by chance (laughs) (laughs) no no just uh, if you want to hear more on that uh check out our unfortunate episode on texas chainsaw massacre 2 on Patreon. <laughs> well, 007, I'm glad you, you've come here for the office potluck. What have you brought? Yes, uh, yes, uh, everyone in the office has made various puddings of some sort. And by that, I mean different kinds of food. I've prepared mine <laughs> while watching Handjob Martin. <laughs> I decided on top of bringing napkins to this potluck, <laughs> I'd also bring the entertainment. Yes, it is the first season of Hand John Martin on DVD. You know, for the first five years, I always said I'll bring chips and soda. And everyone got mad at me because it's like, why well, everyone else is contributing more. And then when I make something and it's done during a Hand John Martin fest, 
Uh, people get angry. Look, I'm sorry that uh, nobody likes my mother's recipe for rat meat pie. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. But, oh, that's English <laughs> food. Rat meat pie. Yeah. That's, that's English the, That's food. the Charles Dickens special. <laughs> oh, another rat meat pie. <laughs> wow, look at them eating rat meat pie like they're the king and queen. Mm, yes. I know eventually, and I, I really am knocking wood here that eventually we will get across the pond and do a show in England. We will mm-hmm. get booed off the stage. Oh, that's fine. Really, yeah, that's it's exciting. Fine. It's exciting. As long as you buy the ticket. You yeah, can, so yeah, buy you the ticket first and then yeah. boo us off the stage. Uh, also, yeah, but and make it a loud booing. I don't want this like half measure stuff. Uh-uh. Full-throated, shred your vocal cords and boo me. Yes. Destroy your life. Yes. Only then will I take your boo. Well, to prevent the potential ruining of a future tour date, let me just say that <laughs> when we uh, go there, uh, we will also be sampling many of the fine foods <laughs> at the restaurants and uh, liquors at the bars that yeah. you have. Uh, yeah. Also, no, you know, hey, uh, we call those pubs, dude. Right? Right. Right? I'm ingratiating right. myself to the English audience. Mm-hmm. You're getting it already. Mm-hmm. I will, you know, on a serious note, I would love to go and do a tour in the UK, and I think you guys are cool. So, whatever. This movie's over with. This fucking submarine uh, from the beginning of the movie launches up, and it's like, now, Manny Penny, get get Mr. Bond down here for a debriefing immediately. And it's like, whew, dodge that bullet, kissy. <laughs> uh, I- does it this end like I cut so Money Penny is below and M is like, why don't you go and get Bond down here finally? You know, finally we fixed this so that we can open the hatch above water, which is good, which is nice. It's a new thing we're trying now. Uh, actually, and like I kind of was like, Money Penny's gonna go up there and 007 is gonna try to do an on submarine threesome. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, this, oh man, this is. This is like a real challenge to him. I think this is like bucket list stuff. Because he's been on the Mile High Club, but has he been the 3,000 Leagues Under the Sea Club? He has not. <laughs> See, I think this is, you know, in a, a loophole for that because it's not technically underwater, but he is on a submarine technically. See, but the problem is it can never be Money Penny that's involved in that threesome, dude, because she is forever the Edna Krabappel, like, <laughs> yes. eternally alone, oh. you know. Oh, yes, uh, Money Penny, why don't you watch? Yeah. Oh God. Uh yeah, and then you know, that's it. The correct uh title card does come up. Uh Bond will return in Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Uh, which is cool. Good movie. Just with the with the Lays, Lazy Lazenby that's instead. Right. Love that movie. Yeah. Um, but uh what about this one? Parting shots. Would anybody recommend this movie? Steve, we'll start with you. I would not, even though I think there's some really great cinematography and some really cool action sequences. I mean, and again, like the racial stuff is just kind of abhorrent, not kind of pretty abhorrent. Uh, even if you could contextualize it for the 60s, it's still not great. Uh, but at the same time, like I just was kind of really bored, but the boring outweighed the excitement for me, aside from all the racial mm. stuff. It really did. Uh, it's a no for me. Uh, Connery seems mostly bored, not nearly enough pleasance, and like we've kind of said, you want one or two like really memorable henchmen, you do not get them. Totally. Uh, Chris Cabin? Uh, I would say no for me, but I do, like, a completist, it makes sense to watch oh, this. Oh, for sure. Because it does hold a certain, stylistically, this, like, like, like Andrew was pointing out earlier, like, it does really, a lot of this is what happens to the parodies any attempt to make a version of this 
they usually echo the kind of style that's in this movie. Uh, but I also I found it very boring. I liked I liked Donald Pleasance, but again, you don't get much of him. You you know one of the seventy cats he killed. It's nice to see that cat. <laughs> um, but you know, yeah, it, it, it it's worth seeing for if you're getting through the Bond series. But as one, no. Eric, uh, I will lightly recommend this movie. I do like s- some of these action set pieces. Um, it's it's quaint. It's fun. I mean, the racist and misogynistic stuff is up the wazoo, obviously. And if you're a completist, I do think that all the Sean Connery bonds are worth seeing at least once. Um, so it's a light recommend for me, but with a reservation on that. You know, like obviously there's problems with it. Yeah, I mean that's that's where I am. I mean, I said this on our Goldfinger episode. I'm a huge Bond fan. Um, you know, yeah, this shit now looking back on it, it's a fucking minefield when you're watching these movies. Uh so it's always a proceed with caution kind of a thing. Um I didn't find it like as sleepy as as some of you guys did. I it, it actually this was another one that I did get to when I I started my since stalled rewatch of all the movies. Uh, that I, I kicked into gear like two months ago. It played better for me this time. I don't know why, but I don't know. Like, I go back and forth with these ones. But, like, yes, obviously, for completest sake, you're going to watch it. You know, but to Chris's point, too, if you want something, if you're unfamiliar with Bond and you want something that's, like, very close to what pop culture makes fun of about these movies, like, this is a great one because, like, the pool is very deep with those, you know, references that people have pulled, mainly Mike Myers, but, you know, a lot of... <laughs> A lot of places, Hank Scorpio and, and so on. But yeah, anyway, I'd recommend it. That's it for You Only Live Twice uh, from 1967, uh, directed by Lewis Gilbert. Uh, like we mentioned, of course, we do have another Bond episode uh, coming out um, very soon. It is on Goldfinger. It's the WLM on our Patreon, patreon.com slash wehatemovies. What won't? be appearing on patreon.com slash we hate movies of course is our virtual live show happening if you are listening to this on the week it comes out this friday which is april the 9th 9 p.m eastern on locationlive.com slash whm or you can also get tickets from our website it'll direct you to that url i just said uh 9 p.m eastern like we said we're talking rambo last blood never again will this be broadcast or downloadable anywhere than from this friday through uh the following week you can download it so definitely get those tickets it's going to be so much fun steve you are working on a special vhs trailer game for the show is that right? i am indeed uh hopefully ebay gives me a tape that has uh a uh a some trailers on it if not i will find oh i'll go to the depths of the internet i've uh, been working closely with with uh, Steve on no, getting this VHS I knew it. tape. I knew it. As, uh, he's get, I've been he's trying ta- to help him. He's getting those tapes from you, isn't he? You're sending him the tape. Yes. No. I, I've changed my name legally to eBay. Oh, God. You know, now some, <laughs> some idiot's going to be in my fucking Instagram comments about it. <laughs> no, a, a beloved listener. I love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's also a code, uh, code word in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's the password. <laughs> oh, dude. that's right. <laughs> Uh, but yes, we are, we are, uh, stoked to release another brand new month of exclusive Patreon content. Last month was a real banger with the Snyder sessions, uh, and the enter the ninja Terry, of course. Uh, but this, this month, big, big news, Steve Sadek. What is it? I'm so excited. Once in a lifetime inaugural episode guys. Right. And what movie are we talking about for that first lifetime movie coverage besides what we've done on the main feed in the past? 
It's the Eric Roberts tour de force stalked by my doctor. Ooh, Ooh. It's, oh, it's, Jesus. A, it's a creepy fun time. It's it's the first of many yeah. stalked by my doctors that'll appear on that feed because I think there's at least three of those movies. Ooh, and we will do Eric calls. Roberts in all of them. Yeah, oh yeah, dude, he's the doctor. Oh, he's stalking, dude. But I'm saying, like, for them sequels and whatnot, he is still the titular doctor. I mean, doctor? look, dude, I he just so. he, my man's got bills. That's why he's in any of these movies. <laughs> Fair enough. So look for that, of course, on patreon.com slash we hate movies later this month. Now, Sean Gone Month uh, does continue here on the main feed, of course. Steve, which uh, Connery classic are we talking about next week? I'm, I'm really excited to see this movie. I never have. Jardage. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, I've never seen it either. Oh, man. All I know is he wears a, he wears a diaper in it. He does indeed. I greened out to this at some point. I barely remember. Maybe it was with you, Chris. I believe so. Uh, I think so. A lot of uh, horny gun worshippers. Get ready for it. Yes. Oh, excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Uh, So until next week with Jardaz, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Siska Eric. Chris Cabin. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair all delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. <laughs> 